I'm Rizlar. I'm Frosty. As nobody's really engaged quite yet. Yep, oh, there we have a bit of- Oh, is that a triple stun for the Mystic? And welcome back to the Value Factory. And welcome everybody to another episode of the Value Pack. Uh, we okay, so we we'll take care of this first. We have hit one thousand subscribers on the YouTube channel, which is fucking awesome. Uh, we are going to be doing something a little special for that later on in the week, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, the best way to do that, of course, is joining the Discord link down in the description. Um, yeah, keep an eye out for that stuff going on later on this week. Uh, let's get right into it. Our guest today is one of, if not the best archer uh, in NA, General Morris. Thank you so much for joining us today, brother. Uh, thanks for having me. Now, uh, uh, I just... Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I just... We're going to establish that we're going to call him Morris throughout the show because... General is a prefix, and yep. what does Morris mean? Is that short for anything? That is actually Latin. It's super edgy, but it's Latin for death. <laughs> so edgy. For, oh, okay. death? for death? You said for yeah. death? It all makes sense now. General death. Yeah, exactly. Did you feel it through the mic, the edge? <laughs> yeah, dude. General death killing you from range. That's cool, man. Uh, I think you mean um, killing you from outside render range. I think that's no, I just leave the whole game and then come at you. <laughs> right. So, uh, how long have you been playing BDO? How long have you been playing Archer? And did you start with Archer, or what? What class did you play before? And you know, give us your. So, started the game on uh, launch day of NA for BDO. Started on Ranger and never left Ranger all the way up until Archer release. And for me, I went to Ranger at the start because she had a bow. I play bow classes in any game. doesn't matter if it's single player or multiplayer. That's what I do. She's the only one with one. And then I don't really like her waking so much because melee, not my thing too much. But I went to Archer because no brainer, right? Giant bow. That's what I wanted for the start of the entire game. So... As soon as right. he launched, just well, rolled right over to him. Isn't your playstyle kind of melee-esque, though? Yeah, that's the irony of it. I play close. I don't play a kiting style. Yeah, like most archers, where you just run for your life. So you make uh, YouTube videos that you do guides and highlight and stuff like that, right? You have YouTube? Yeah, I have a guide on there that I YouTube. mainly just do pvp montage type thingies right do you consider yourself the best archer i consider myself a dude that likes to play the class i never once said i was good at the class never said i was master of the class or best as other people saying it and it is flattering but at the same time it has its downsides in my opinion yeah like what so when I'm playing against other people, <clears throat> sorry, um, there's a 
I guess, non-existent pressure because I don't think anyone truly expects me to play perfectly every time because it's impossible for anyone to play like that. But right. when I'm fighting someone, especially if they're good, when I fight Nayashi or Kyrie, then I have a sort of uh, internal pressure about that. And even more so if someone asks me, hey, can you come down to the battle arena and fight X or Y, right? Their friend or someone they think is good. I get the mm -hmm. uh, that sort of pre-fight anxiety that I usually get when I'm doing tournaments. And it's something I was talking about with a couple other friends like um, Crit, Time Bomb, stuff like that. Uh, Wayne, we're talking about it and it's like the imposter syndrome. It's the fear of being realized that you're not all you're cracked out to be, even though you never put yourself out as being the top player, the best at X or Y. It's just, if you make one mistake, it's the fear of now I've failed. Now I can't be that. Now I'm no longer good enough, even though everyone makes mistakes. It's just the way it is. Yeah. The failure of not living up to expectations that were put onto you by other people, basically. Yeah. So like if I make one mistake and you'll see him uh, like in the videos that aren't, clip montages i make really dumb mistakes uh where i like would accidentally meteor dive into someone's grab or something or just random key slip up that happens but it's that sort of internal and i guess partially external pressure that comes from it and you just don't want to be perceived as being a shitter <laughs> that's the point blank truth of it <laughs> no one wants to be seen as that but sometimes you do and that's okay yeah I mean, do you feel, do you get that sometimes though, where someone will say something stupid like, I don't know, if they catch you once, like, "LOL, you're supposed to be about the best archer or whatever." You ever get BM like that? I've actually never gotten BM like that. I think for the most part, outside of the people that are just blinded by pure rage at the class, most people are actually fairly polite, especially people that watch my videos and they recognize me and they're really nice about it, even when they just see me in the ballerina, they'll come talk to me. I think that's really great. Uh, but a lot of the players, like, I'll just go back to them again, Nayashi, Kyron, right? We've talked in-game, we've dueled for hours, and we talk in Discord here and there, and there's no BM between each other. Like, even if we make mistakes, we'll point out to each other and talk about it. So, like, when you fight the higher tier of players, I feel like you get more and more positive responses from people. Right. Well, the other thing too is like, uh, I guess consistency, right? If you if you're making mistakes occasionally, it's whatever. But if you go into bad habits and you're always making mistakes, then maybe it's like people can perceive you as bad. Oh yeah, for sure. But the other thing, I don't know. Like if you so Archer probably now gets the most hate, either Archer or Sork. It's got to right? be Archer or Sork. Like Sork has the eye frames, but you can deal with those. I think. Archer is just well, on another not level. Not the frames. But there's an unlimited amount of the iframes, yeah. right? <laughs> to a degree, unlimited but there is a limit. <laughs> I know, I'm just kidding. No, but like, so even being, I feel like players will, even if you're super OP on a what's considered an OP class, if you're good at the class, most people can differentiate when a class is OP and when like, oh shit, this dude's actually pretty good. So they don't get shit talked as, as much, maybe, if people recognize your name. So you have that going for you. You know, there's some give and take. Because if you were a nameless 
archer with no expectations every time you'd kill someone people would be like lol you're fucking class you piece of shit well now imagine playing archer no. in 2019 actually class carried <laughs> yeah exactly. go, roll, go roll to a complex class already right uh yeah speaking of complexity what how how difficult is archer to play like do you feel like it has a high uh skill ceiling like you know everyone considers like ninja and sork to have a super high skill ceiling i i would put like ranger ninja sork zerker warrior like all of those classes up there do you feel like archers has that same kind of skill ceiling like the difference between a good archer and a great archer is so here's the thing about archer I believe Archer is actually fairly simple, right? All of our inputs are very easy. Our movement is very linear and our combos are eight tier. Like everyone's been killed by the full bloom uproot Luther Grounds call, right? Y'all know what that is. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the thing. I think the reason for that is a good reason because Prolibus made that class very accessible. It's a class you can pick up and play. Like if you play a game of League of Legends or something, right? where you can pick up a character and you can play them to a decent level. You're not going to be as good as a pro player. You're not going to stomp everyone you meet, but you can still do something with it. And the same thing sort of applies for Archer. You can still kill people, and if you have enough gear, you can outright kill good players just because you can oop them or you might catch them. Um, but like as simple as Archer's kit is, there are certain nuances, and I know people don't think that at all, and that's fair because you get caught by something like meteor dive or piercing cry and you want to throw your keyboard against the wall right because you got hit by stiff like i shouldn't have got hit there but there are nuances to that it's not all we just spam things and a lot of people do think we just spam skills and there are archers out there don't get me wrong there are people out there that just throw out wing strike and throw out all our poke and it tilts me they shouldn't be doing that because it's not the way to play uh, as far as you're asking a good versus a great archer, I think where that comes down to is how good are your fundamentals? And by fundamentals, I mean how good is your protection chain, just like everyone on every other class? Are you able to uh, protect your super armors and your forward guards, especially the forward guards, because we only have one iframe to speak of. The BSR one is sort of an iframe, but kind of not, and you don't always have it. Um, those uh, that's part of your fundamentals your knowledge of your class and how it interacts with someone else is a huge part of playing the class as well just like every other class but i'd say a little bit more so for archer because of how squishy you are and if you're not playing the ook ook i'm going to kite until you die by chasing me sort of play style and if you play close range you need to understand where you can fit in things in accordance with whatever the opponent's using so it's not big brain i'm not trying to make it sound like i have 300 iq and you need 300 iq to play the class you don't you really don't you can get in here at a very low uh entry level like you can do stuff with the class just fine like i was saying but if i'm fighting someone like nayashi right it requires more to fight people that are skilled obviously than fighting someone that's not it's like they'll be able to pick on some of the nuances that I'm trying to do, like canceling uh, Spear Sylvie to try to get behind his back. Because if you watch the one where I was dueling him in his video, he's talking about that because he understands what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to be at his back so I can exploit his four guards. Or I'm trying to, when he's doing uh, blooming, I'll go behind him to try to catch that. But he understands that, so he'll move his uh, direction of his camera to block that. So stuff like that where I think 
archer can excel and in the right hands you can do a lot with the class even against very skilled players and even when you're at a huge gear deficit like i'll fight anyone regardless of their ap if they one shot me at super armor which happens a lot it's just what happens but i can still play well enough and have my movement be tricky enough so i can catch them and kill them and that's a key thing as well for archer all of our things are very linear if you look at an archer compared to a lot of other classes, you know where he's going to go whenever he's doing X or Y skill. Like it's either going to shoot you backwards or it's going to keep you in one spot or put you forward, right? Using your camera movement right. and knowing what your opponent's going to do, or at least trying to predict what they're going to try to do, is going to lend to your ability to be more uh, tricky, I suppose. You can misdirect your opponent and get behind their gaps. How? All right, so obviously Archer's really strong in large scale for yeah, reasons. Um, especially a high AP. It's just, you know, in, in Siege and stuff, it's hard. The CCs are nice. The damage is nice. It, it puts pressure on a ball and characters really to nice. have to use stamina, gap close, and waste skills to, you know. But in 1v1, how do you feel Archer fares compared to other 1v1 classes like Warrior and Ninja and Kuno? Because... I do hear it's like kind of a mixed bag. I hear some archers say they're good in 1v1, they're like average, and then some say that they're horrible in 1v1. So what what's your take on it? So it's definitely relative to how much that archer has put into the class as far as expanding their potential at 1v1. Because like I said there's a very low entry point to playing the class, and you can do a lot with very little effort if you have enough gear as well. Uh, but as far as I feel for Archer's capabilities in 1v1, I think he's on the upper tier. I don't know if I'd put him in like an S category, but I'd say he's A, purely because you can do stuff with him at lower tiers of skill, higher AP, etc. right? But if you take that person that doesn't know the class enough to consistently win without just ooking or getting random CCs, and you put them against someone like Yellow, Nayashi, Kyrie, McCann's, right? Put them up against those type of people. They will lose a majority. They'll still get kills either from random CZs or just chunking them out if they have enough AP. But they won't be able to catch some of the gaps that they should be able to catch by playing against those classes enough to where you understand where you can try to catch them. You won't always get them, of course, but you have to at least be able to know where you can try to do that. All right. Rez, how do you do against Archer on your Zerker? Uh, the Archer, I, I feel like it, it really is a skill matchup, honestly. I think it's fairly even. If anything, I think Berserker has a, a slight edge on Archer, but I think it's a skill matchup, honestly. How do you do against Zerkers, Morris? Uh, definitely depends on which, like, I'm not sorry, which, uh, who the Zerker is, because Reslar is correct that. Uh, the Zerker does have more of an edge over the Archer, and most classes do, as much as people don't want to believe that. They do if they have a grab. Now, Zerker has multiple grabs, so that pre uh, presents a unique problem for us because we only have one iframe. So even if we play around that and we perfectly dodge the grab, they can still get back in there to do it again before our iframe is back up. So as much as I do play close, when I am fighting Zerker, I actually play more mid-range and bait the grabs if I can. But otherwise, just like when I fight Rangers, for example, right? I have to respect 
their kit because I understand what their kit does. I've played Ranger for so long and I've played against very good Rangers. I understand that I cannot go toe to toe to them, toe to toe with them, if I do not have my iframe up. Because if you try to play footsies with them when you don't have your iframe available to predict that grab and dodge it, you're putting yourself in a horrible position because she has the upper hand close range. Whereas you do not, you have the upper hand long range, but not close range. So it's sort of that same line of thinking whenever you're fighting any sort of class. I understand that I can't play close range against Zerker 100% of the time because they have multiple grabs. It doesn't matter if I dodge one of them. They'll just grab me with another inside of one of my super armors or something, right? So it's Rezlar's correct that it is more of a skill matchup. If I fight a really bad Zerk, I'm going to catch him in some of their stuff they should never be caught in. But if I'm fighting one that has very good mouse movement, they can be tricky and they cover their gaps well. It's very hard to get them. And they'll almost always catch me in one of my super hours because I don't have iframe up and I just have to move around with what I have. Well, they're going to be a lot easier soon. What matchup do you feel like your enemy has no shot? And then what matchup do you f- struggle with the most in 1v1? So the matchup that I just refuse to fight and I think is also the worst one for both sides is actually Archer Mirror, which is ironic to say because <laughs> it's the same class. I don't hate fighting because it's hard. I hate fighting because it's so boring. All we do is poke each other until we die in protection or we just get caught because someone's animation ended before the other guys. Now, as far as a different class that has probably the worst lineup against us, it's very dependent on who's playing what class, right? Like some archers say they can never fight a ninja. They can never fight a sort. They can't deal with those iframes. But I feel that for me personally, uh, fighting sork is one of my strong suits. The reason for that is I've always fought against them. <laughs> fought against them for years. I don't understand everything about them. I don't claim to, but I understand enough that I know where I can fit certain things into to try to catch them. And I know they're always going to try to get towards my back. So I always play around that. And there are definitely sorks out there that can definitely put the uh, beating on me. And I fought them, and we go even at best. But for the majority of the time, I can generally win against a sork more than any other class. Damn. Look at you, the sork slayer. <laughs> Please don't call me that. We're going to get general, the, uh, general death, the, the sork slayer. Yeah. The sork slayer. Um, um, for the worst matchup? for our mm-hmm. class i'd say now this is not as a i hate fighting this class because i can't deal with it it's a i think this is an objective reason why the class is such a bad match for us and it's actually witch wizard and lawn now witch those wizard are and lawn? yeah it's it's a very strange lineup of classes that i feel that are just horrible for us to go up against because everyone knows the age-old meme where you can't 1v1 as a caster, right? Casters are horrible 1v1ers. They can't do it, which obviously isn't entirely true. There are good casters out there that can make the class work in 1v1 even though they aren't technically built for it. Uh, the reason I feel it's bad for archers because and they're going to remove the foreguard walk, I understand that, but looking at it right now with the foreguard walk, having that sort of potential to just literally walk at us and mitigate all forms of CC from us. And then if we do break their block, they can move into a super armor chain with their uh, bombs and other skills, right? 
So even if we play far away, unless you have enough AP to outright rip them apart while they're standing up in their super armors, you have a difficult time ever landing a CC unless they're just extremely bad. But against someone like the Wizard Ogmer or the Witch Chiurin, they're very hard to deal with because they understand that as a caster, all they have to do against Archer is guard walk, transition into super armor chaining, and then if we get close, they need to continue doing that because they know that they 100% out-trade us. And that's fine. I don't think that's any detriment to the class itself. It's just a very difficult matchup for us because even if we play back, they can play back just as well. So there's that. For Lawn, it's none of the protection chaining, none of that. I don't care about any of that kind of stuff. The only reason I dislike the class when I'm playing Archer is all of our movement is point of origin coded, right? Doesn't matter if it's Ifern, doesn't matter if it's Super Armor Forward Guard, everything. If I'm at one point in an animation of Meteor Dive, right, that little flip where we shoot down and it can stiffen you, if someone grabs where I started at, I will zip back to them instantly. It doesn't matter how far along I was in that animation. So unlike other classes where they have to at least be at that point of origin to grab me, Lon's range grab then extends that range of where like my vulnerability zone is, if that makes sense because i have to then play beyond where like i'll understand if i glide here i need to anticipate a zerker for example right coming up grabbing that point of origin and zipping me back to their hands so i can play around that level of distance but it's much harder when that level of distance doubles because of their range grab so it's just a bad interaction between those two components nothing personally against the class it's just the movement Coding plus their grab just does not mix well for us. So nerf long. Absolutely, just remove them from the game. Delete them. Just <laughs> throw them in the garbage. Yeah. Um. So how fun is Archer and Large? Oh, that's a good question. I hate large skill. God, you asked. Really? Do you? I actually despise it. So I play the game for one v ones and small skill. Nothing else. I don't care about large scale pretty much in the slightest. And aren't you in a siege guild? <laughs> I, <laughs> that's the irony. I'm in a siege guild. And the very reason I'm in the guild is I like the people in there a lot, right? I think I'm friends with most of them. I don't think anyone dislikes me. I don't dislike anyone there. Um I like the people, but where I get enjoyment out of large scale is not pushing with main ball. I think main ball pushing and the way the game forces everyone to play in large scale is extremely terrible hate the way it plays out but it's necessary uh where i find enjoyment is being on flex squad which is where i've been for a little while and that's because it's more similar to 1v1ing and small scale obviously if we're with the ball it's the same thing as ball pushing but if we're at an enemy base or doing more skirmish activities i get a lot of fun from that even if i get stuck in like a 1v3 situation that's fun for me i like to try to beat out the enemy even if it's way outnumbered so i don't like the whole ball pushing throwing all my damage into people and racking up the kills i don't care what my kill count is i care about trying to fight individuals in a node war or siege what if the 1v3 is two lawns and a witch? Ooh, miss me with that. that I'm going to escape, escape <laughs> me. <laughs> but sometimes, I mean, there are some really bad 1vx situations that I get in. 
but I'll still usually get like one kill out of it at least. And that's just the problem with Archer's kit. He's obviously not designed to be one VXing people and getting all three kills. But even if I scrape out with one kill and then maybe my other flex squad teammates roll in and kill the other two, that's good enough for me. I don't care what my scores as long as I'm having enough enjoyment playing the skirmish game. If my team wins, even better. But right. with that being said, Archer is insane in large scale, like ball pushing. If you have high AP, <laughs> I mean, you just one-shot people. You see some of those 295 AP Archers, they just obliterate groups. It's insane. Yeah. I have, um, on the many uh, classes I play, I feel like the, <laughs> the most I struggle against Archer is on Kuno, just because... I don't know the gap closing on like I guess it depends on the play style. If they play close, it's not so bad. But if they're doing a lot of kiting, I just feel like it's a nightmare on Kuno to try to gap close, especially if you start far. <laughs> like I don't know, Lunar Dash. I just get CC'd so much so fast. I need to I study that one. That. Fucking like... Kuno, dude. On Ninja though, ah, oh, I feel so good, dude. Fighting Archer <laughs> and being safe the whole time, ah. Oh. That shit feels a lot better. Like, there's definitely that uh, sort of mechanic where it's hard to catch up to an archer once they start kiting, if they do it right. Um, and as much as I say I play close, obviously a lot of our skills repel us from the enemy, right? Like Zephyr Leap, Glissade, and Meteor Dive, if you do it in a certain direction, will repel us from the opponent. But even if I do that, I still get back in. Now... That'll sometimes force the opponent to try to catch up to me. And that's where I can usually catch someone is if they think I'm kiting back, then they'll try to move up, right? So if they try to move up, I move back in and then I'll catch them something like Meteor Dive or Piercing Cry. But there aren't many, at least from what I've seen on North America, disclaimer there, from what I've seen, there aren't many archers that play the long range, quote unquote, floaty style where they constantly kite and do it well enough to consistently win against very good players. I've seen a few, don't get me wrong. Like one of them I know for a fact that uh, good friends with, talked to him here and there. He doesn't play BDO too much anymore. Not sure if he's done with the game forever, but uh, Kyoza, he's plays more the kiting style. He doesn't play very close, but he understands how to make the floaty style work. And like every archer should understand how to kite, but they need to understand how to be comfortable with close range distances because even if you could run away for 10 years like against a striker or mystic right they basically could never catch you if you just kept kiting backwards and that's possible and you could oop them down but if you're comfortable being right next to them that does a huge thing for your class in a class that is not designed to work that way so that's a long-winded ramble of something who knows <laughs> yeah. Uh Rez, you got any any archer question? Uh, Concerns? I don't think so. None none that haven't already been brought up or aren't asked in the guest questions. So Right. Did you notice in the uh in BDO Blues tournament the finals, Morse? 
it was <laughs> mystic and archer right i i was going to participate in that but it got so late for me because work schedule that i just had to go to sleep i didn't even get to do my round i didn't get to watch the rest right yeah it was mystic archer versus striker archer <laughs> <laughs> in the final <laughs> oh man it would actually be such a good combination because on trial characters like it's hard to blow someone up in a yeah. 2v2 when you like a mystic and a striker can stay up like upright so they can just go in put pressure while the archer's just fucking pelting them and then archer's q buff in the on the trial characters was like it's insane. huge for when people don't have enough gear to mitigate that damage the additional just raw here i'm going to boost all of your crit damage is insane especially when combined with something like piercing light which is one of our strongest skills and i still vote for that being a nerf to its damage i've always said it it was trash at the start then they way over tuned it so it wasn't bad but now it's it's too much like when you fight high ap archer or even on trials when they pop q buff and they go in with that piercing light it'll just rip people to shreds it's insane yeah. All right. Let's move on to uh. Let's move on to some guest questions. You ready? Yep. Hit me with them. Some of these are trolls. Oh, so. send them. Oh, here we go. All right. Murmur <laughs> Vocations. <laughs> Murmur Vocations asks: Is it hard to hold left click and watch everything die? And then in parentheses, death not a salty kuno. So it's really taxing on my fingers because I do have to stretch them before <laughs> I begin standing shirt or even more vigorously holding right mouse button for light's path. Now, this doesn't come without a price, okay? Because it requires extensive knowledge on proper finger exercises to keep limber enough so I can consistently rip people apart, especially the bad players. <laughs> uh devact asks what would you consider the most difficult class to fight against in 1v1 as archer since you since you already kind of answered that for yourself what do you think it is generally like not for you specifically but what class do most archers struggle with so i think the casters and lawn are still something that people will have a difficult time like i was saying just because of the way they interact with us not the class itself, just the interaction. But anyways, the um, one I think a lot of players struggle on, especially ones that don't play 1v1 enough on Archer, they're going to struggle against Kuno and Sort because those classes are extremely fast and they have the iframes to dodge what you're trying to throw at them. But there are things you can understand to face them, even against players like Yellow, right? Yellow is a very tough ninja and haven't fought him enough to even give a proper analysis. But he understands a lot about the class and that combined with how his class operates makes him a very deadly ninja to go up against as an archer so even going even or taking a respectful amount of rounds off of a ninja like that is something to take note of because it's not just the skill barrier it's the knowledge barrier that he brings with him so yeah ninja sork i think are probably the ones that most archers have a difficult time dealing with I wouldn't imagine some of them. Maybe DK, not because iframes are CC or anything like that, just because they can kind of carpet bomb us. <laughs> but that's just because we don't have very good super armor trading when we start getting into it, aside from obviously obliterating people with piercing light and stuff like that. But that's not too much of a concern. Right. Um, okay, Orokami says, uh, 
How does he like the Valkyrie matchup? Archers, even geared ones, have not been a huge issue for me, but maybe just not enough exposure to great archers. So I guess this guy plays Valk, and he doesn't seem to have trouble against archers. So yeah, how's that matchup for you? That's actually a very interesting question. So Valkyrie itself, the kit is not too hard to deal with. I'd say it's easier to deal with than Warrior. Like, even if you fight a good warrior versus a good Valk, right? I would prefer to take a good Valk over a good warrior, despite the Vortex and stuff like that. The way Valk can technically always beat out an archer, assuming they don't have 300 AP and can blow them up in super armor, is if they play Turtle Valk. And that's probably one of the most boring things to fight, even potentially more boring than Archer Mirror matchup, because they'll just walk at you with their giant shield. And that... No shade at them it's just the way their kit works they can just walk at you and if you break their block they go up into the sky land down and hold the super armor and if you can chunk them during that and kill them great but most people i know personally i cannot just rip them apart in that small window of super armor so if a valk plays turtle you don't really have any openings to go for even if you play close they're few and far between but someone like swidex i don't think i'm saying his name right no, that's so, right. Swid. Yeah. Valks uh, that play aggressive like that, right? Or one of my guild, Geomantic. They play aggressive. They don't play the boring turtle Valk. They have gaps that you can exploit. They are still very protected as far as short ranges of movement. They obviously can't kite. You can't uh, run down a kiting archer and assume to be protected as a Valk. But if you play close and you can try to mitigate their grabs or their vacuums, that's a big one. Is, there are gaps that you can deal with, but I don't think I've fought any of the quote-unquote top Valks in NA or anything, but yeah. Turtle Valk, right. horrible to fight. No gaps. No openings. Boring. Aggressive Valks, fun to fight. Good challenge. Um. So to preface this question, on Global Labs, they removed S-Block from Archer. So, okay. Um, Acarius T-Ravel says, what do you think about the S-Block nerf to Archer? Don't care even a little bit. <laughs> so many people were losing their minds in the Discord about the S-Block removal, and then huge wave of trolls coming in, like with their pitchforks ready, yeah, burn the Archer, get him! <laughs> it's like, it doesn't matter. Like, we got the riot police out there trying to hold them back, they're throwing their Molotovs, like, chill. It's an S-block. If you're using S-block so much that this impacts you to the point where you can't play the class, I, uninstall, dude. That's all I have to do. Just uninstall. Your impacts you that much. Like, you'll see me do it occasionally in videos, but that's when I'm just idle. I'm not doing anything, right? That's the only time S-blocking becomes a thing for archers when you just are standing there, nothing to do. But most of the time when I start a duel, I start with piercing light anyways, or I'm starting by moving at the opponent. I don't just stand there S-blocking one opponent's in my face. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> uh, shy player thing, says, yeah? I'll just say the only thing it will impact a little bit is a little bit of large scale. Not much. If you're main ball pushing, it'll, it'll hurt a little bit. Not enough to really care. Grinding, though, if you're... Oh, excuse me. Grinding something like uh, Sakrea or Hish or whatever, right? Stuff where you can't knock it down or you need to wait for them to take their sweet time to get to you. 
you can't just S block it and wait for them to walk at you. You have to do stuff like Verter, Clout, and whatnot to hold a forward guard against them. But still, we have ways to manage that. It's fine. Doesn't matter about losing the S block. Right. Shy player says, ask him what he thinks the class's biggest weakness is. Like, where does he think the class falls short? Uh, maybe the biggest strength as well. What's its biggest strength and its biggest weakness overall? So, biggest weakness would be, I mean, I guess he counts as one is obviously being super squishy. We die to a gust of wind, but beyond that obvious portion, the biggest weakness would just be the way the movement is coded for the point of origin, and I think that's fair. I as much as I hate it, I understand why it's that way, because imagine trying to catch an archer that isn't coded that way. The amount of times I would never be grabbed would be utterly insane. And same thing with only giving us one iframe. I've always said since archer launched, you give me a second iframe that's not like BSR restricted, just a second iframe, the class is overpowered. I just, I'll run through people. Don't give me a second iframe. Because you just you can't. The class would not be able to operate on a and everyone's gonna say not balanced but on a balanced level if i had a second one so that's definitely its weakness is lack of movement that can keep us away from damage because of how squishy we are and also just grab out of stuff um best strength i mean everyone knows it we rip people apart with damage our damage is extremely potent and like stuff like full bloom even though it does require you to be literally glued to the target to do any sort of damage it's still extremely powerful and the stuff like piercing light extremely powerful long range damage nerf please uh, but yeah that's not even the cc i don't think that's its biggest strength because a lot of people complain about wing strike meteor dive piercing cry right but how is that much different from every other class like for example wing strike that was something i really didn't expect people to be so upset about is wing strike because that a similar skill has existed in the game for so long. It's blasting gust from Ranger. Does the same thing. It's, it's like the same skill. It's not same cooldown or same animation, obviously. It has a little bit of nuances in what it does, but it's basically the same skill. And the meter dive, I do understand why people are upset about that, given that it's super armor <clears throat> stiffen. But it is necessary for the class. Otherwise, if we did not have a stiffen on stuff like Meteor Dive or Piercing Cry, we lack options in a close-range situation to try to exploit those gaps that we know about or, like everyone does on every class, get a lucky CC, right? It's just we need stuff like that on the class. Meteor Dive is the new Spiral Torpedo. It's only missing the heel. <laughs> Give it the heel. Complete the Complete the... Uh, I think that Rangers deserve to be upset at Meteor Dive because they have literally the same skill without a CC. And it transitions in and out of it like way Which less. Which skill are you talking about? Uh, call the... Uh, the space it's the same thing. It's, it's a super a armor that has no CC, dude. No, Call of the Wind is it, where you want to shoot yourself in the leg and you use it because you get caught at the start of it. It made me so <laughs> sad on Ranger. That's kill because you'd have to go kick out of it and then you'd flip and then you'd always get caught in the kick. Like, yeah. But it's, I can understand. Yeah, no, was... Like, Rangers, coming from a Ranger, I understand definitely where Rangers might be upset about the class. But at the same time, when people compare Ranger versus Archer, it's kind of a silly thing. It's like comparing tomatoes versus 
oranges, right? They're, they're totally different. Yeah, I mean, they're could it be. They're the same color. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's totally same Wait, color. What? What, what kind of oranges? <laughs> you just look eating? hard enough. It's the same color. Uh, he's right. All right, moving on. I. Itech says, should Archer get nerfs to range, movement, or both, or none? So, as much as people say you get hit out of render distance, you actually don't. <laughs> That's only the case if you have a really bad computer and you run on potato graphics. Yes, you get hit out of render distance because you can't see them. I play on high graphics. I can see you when I hit you. The only time I will get you outside of that and barely like an inch outside of that is with piercing light. So piercing light has an AOE effect on it, right? Where you can actually CC with that AOE. Now, as far as nerfing their range or movement, I don't think they need a nerf on either of that, especially not the movement, because the class is already so predictable as far as it broadcasts where I'm going, what I'm going to do next, if you understand how the class works. Just by fighting them, you'll understand, okay, he's going that way, I'll just do this, etc. right? But range, I could see that on some skills, but at the same time, it would hurt some archers for large scale. I could see that in main mode pushing, but you're not a mile away anyway. So yeah, you could nerf stuff like Righteous Smite range, uh, Piercing Light range, I suppose. Maybe the biggest one would be nerf uh, Luther Ground's Call range at max charge. Because it wouldn't affect grinding, it wouldn't affect 1v1 or small scale, because you don't charge that up, you just release it quick, and it has a very limited range with that anyways, but if you charge it up all the way, it can get a little nutty, as far as just hitting people from a billion miles away and knocking them back to help your team out. Yeah, I think, I don't know, I think the S-block nerf plus the random little baby nurse it got like a few weeks ago are fine. I don't know. I'd want to see see how it is before it gets nerfed again. I just don't like the idea of nerfing classes that much anyway. I hate it, yeah. actually. Um, corrupt unless, unless, of course, it's removing click-to-move and killing Berserker, then we're all for it. Whoa, I never said that. We'll get to that soon, but I'm definitely for that. Uh, Corrupt Pew Pop Pew 12 says, ask him who hurt him as a child and made him want to play Archer. And then... uh, uh, Corrupt Pew, he hurt me as a child. He he touched me funny in all the wrong places. I never recovered. And I vowed that I would always take my vengeance on him. Piotr said, the answer to that is... uh, that one is whatever dev decided to make Ranger worse and worse over time. But you didn't leave because Ranger was bad. You left because you didn't really like the style, right? So I had a lot of fun with and Piotr's not entirely wrong and less Piotr. Uh, <laughs> the original Ranger, even when her kit first came out, like her Awakening on NA, I still had fun with it. It was fun to play around with that, but it was mainly after we got all the uh, the PvP balance updates quote-unquote from pearl this where they changed all the protection changed all the cc and stuff like that right i didn't like the way she played after that and i just pretty much stopped playing the class and that combined with not enjoying melee as much as just bows made me just say when i saw the archer uh, data my supply i was like yep i'm going there yeah i don't know i think i i still feel like rangers a little bit overrated as far as 
people think it's absolute trash and it, i just don't think it is for sure like there's a lot of bad rangers out there but there are good ones that yeah. can really make the class shine even in 1vx situations like crit or state whatever you want to call them mm -hmm. critical pvp that guy yeah, Very good it's, on a, it's a hard class to play like to be decent yeah, sure. even decent at it you have to put in a lot of time so um Naramura Nura says I've been playing Archer since release uh, and have always really enjoyed every moment of playing as Archer my only issue is that I seem to keep running into uh, is that what DP do I move to Star's End and other high-end grind spots I have 302 DP currently and I'm worried about dying there I do Aukman just fine also General Moore's guide vids have made me a better Archer well thank you for watching them um, as far as DP that's okay to grind stuff like stars and Sakrya. I'm assuming he's meaning 302 with Nuver, not with uh, Kudum. If you're obviously calculate your own bracket, see which one's more efficient for grinding. But point is, I don't think 302 is too low to do stars. Then I can grind there just fine. Like as long as you have your proper buff rotation, and I would uh, recommend getting like the HP on hit from elixirs and whatnot, right? Just to help you survive a little bit more. We have the tools to mitigate damage and deal with them. And Star Zen is a special sort of grind spot because you can see the mobs at least temporarily with the crystals that you blow up there, as opposed to something like uh, Sakrai, where you just can't CC them or Histrio. So you do need a little bit more DP to deal with those people because you can't CC them. But I'd say 302 is fine. Give it a shot. Make sure you're fully buffed up. And if that's 302 with Nuver, and if Katoom is better for you grinding overall as far as damage output, if you plug your numbers into that equation, um, use Kudo for that little bit of extra DP. Just test it out. You don't have to go full-on grinding, but give it a shot. I think you can do it just fine. As long as your rotation is good, you rotate your skills, buffs are fine. You're good. Um, Q says, I'm interested to ask him how he feels about guild strength, siege, and siege rankings. Um the mid-range 4 to 8-ish seems to be changing. How do you rank Siege Guilds? What are like the top, I don't know, 10, in your opinion? Um, I mean, clearly Vex is number one. <laughs> but <laughs> on, a, on a serious note, um, I'm a little disconnected from the whole Siege scene and the memes behind it, the politics, right? Because it means very little to me as far as what guilds have a bone to pick with the other ones or who's the top dog um as far as and i don't know this is totally opinion and what i do understand from what i've looked at seen what i write um i'd say black rose probably one of the best at holding a castle they understand the method behind doing that uh, obviously snake is geared beyond any reasonable amount they'll rip people apart so definitely top in that sort of regards uh, Cho Nation is solid. I'd say they're more solid fighting open field than fighting in like a defense formation like Black Rose can do. As far as other guilds, I don't know. You got like Barcode, Vexus, a bunch of the other ones that are floating around, like the mid range ones. I don't know. I don't really have a true tier list for Q because I just don't keep up with everyone's siege politics or what they do all right all right how about just vexus man up and vertex <laughs> <laughs> of those three uh, what's the order so 
in the old days, I think you guys talked about this ages ago. I was watching one of your podcasts, the uh, man up, like the old man up. I think it was Reznor that was talking about it as far as how PP is shaped with them. They were clearly one of like the higher end guilds back in the day. I think they have fallen because obviously with Lakar leaving, a bunch of their players going to other guilds. I'd say they're more of a mid-range group. Um, Vexos and Vertex obviously have a sort of bone to pick with each other. I'm not really part of it. I'll help with the GVGs or whatnot, and obviously attend wars and stuff. But I don't know. I'd say Vex is probably higher in strength than Vertex, only because Vertex has lost other 1v1s, but we've lost 1v1s too. I'm not saying that we're cutting above them, no contest, but right. I mean, we're all mid-range guilds, I'd say. So it's like whoever yeah. has the better players on hand at that given day, attendance numbers, gear, whatnot. It's all, all right. factor. Last question is, what do you do against an archer that plays very defensive when your class doesn't have the tools to rush the archer and grab him? I'm trying to think what class he's thinking of, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know what class he could be thinking of either. Because yeah. they don't have a grab, and they don't. I don't know what class doesn't have the tools to catch up to an archer. That also doesn't have a grab. Yeah, because like even casters can get right on top of our heads and just kill us. Yeah, and they can get on top of us. Um, DKs can get on top of us or nuke us from a mid-range fight. Um, but whatever class he is talking about, as far as dealing with an archer that just repeatedly kites back like a monkey. Uh, your best way of dealing with that archer is being patient. And I know that's not the best advice, probably not what you're looking for, because obviously if you're going to be patient and he's going to poke you down and rip you apart, that's a problem. And I'm assuming, I don't even know what class I'm talking about, but I assume he doesn't have a very good block to do that either, to just hold. So it's kind of hard to understand what class he's talking about to try to explain, but maybe he's talking about Sork. Because like they can still be on top of us, but if you kited back for 10 years, you could technically outrun a Sork forever. Because they'll run out of stamina before you do if you just kept running away. And the dashes don't get them too much range. But if that's the case, you do need to just try to play in close and manage your own cooldowns and understand how you interact with the Archer. And especially the biggest thing is learn our animations. If you understand like stuff like Zephyr Leap and you realize, hey, he's doing Zephyr Leap, you don't charge at them when you don't have protection because that is going to stiffen you. Or if you see Glissade, which is we slide forward, shoot once, jump up in the air, shoot a second time, and then we do like a little flip thingy and then shoot a third time. That's all four guard. None of those arrows CC except for the third one. So that gives you enough time to uh, get towards the archer unprotected until that third shot comes out. So if you can understand that timing, you can easily get on top of us. Or things like, I don't know, Wing Strike is obviously unprotected. So if you can launch something, let's say you are a Sork and you have one of your little fidget spinners out and about, you can try to hit him with that or your, uh, I don't know the names of it. Sorry, the I think it's Dream of Doom. You pick up the big ball and you throw it at them and it can stiffen them. But mm -hmm. it's all dependent because it's hard to explain when I don't know what class is talking about. But it's a lot of being patient, yeah. understanding what the archer is doing. Because if you just blindly rush in to even against any class, but especially archer, you're going to get CC. Like, 
if I'm doing Zephyrleap and a warrior solar flares towards me, I just think they're being a monkey because they should understand that if they solar flare into my Zephyrleap, they're going to get stiffened 99% of the time. Like, it's just a bad idea. You don't do that. So you have to understand how you can interact with that class, just like any other class. Archer's not some mystical beast. You can break him down and understand what he does. Yeah. Um, so before we move off of Archer, I do want to ask you, what do you think? <laughs> I know you you had mentioned to me that you're not super excited about succession, but what do you think the Archer succession is going to be since it never really lived like pre-waken days? So here's the problem I have with Archer succession. A lot of his range abilities and the things that people are frustrated with as far as getting poked down or getting kited uh, out of come from awakening right almost all of his pre-awakened stuff is very stationary especially the attacks the only things that aren't truly stationary are the things that we use anyways for uh, movement zephyr leap you know they can use it in both forms it still counts as one skill shares the cooldown um zephyr leap glide piercing crime meteor diver all in pre-awakened right now let's say we break that down and remove all the stuff from awakening we only have those skills to move around and only a few to uh regenerate our stamina because that's a big thing archers that don't understand how to manage their stamina fall flat on their face you have to understand that to play the class properly as far as 1v1ing you need to manage your stamina uh, now for succession archer he's going to be extremely stationary unless they totally overhaul skills to the point where it's not even his kit anymore because let's look at something like Bolt of Radiance, very strong skill, completely stationary, no protection, can knock back, or might not anymore, for if they're moving or not. Uh, that's stationary, you got Wrath of Nature, stationary, basically just another Bolt of Radiance, a little bit less damage. Earth Shatter, stationary, it's like a little sprinkler. Uh, you got all these other skills, right? But then his true, quote-unquote, pre-awakened combos are from his melee skills, which you can use those now. But you do need a high enough main hand AP to consistently kill people with them because they are very, mm, I guess, unreliable is the term. Like you need to have enough AP to just consistently kill people with them. Now, problem for that with Succession Archer is unless they change it to where so many of his skills now get mobility on them, he's stuck there standing, just pushing out damage, but he can't actually do anything. It'd be like the range Succession, but worse in my opinion. Uh, and the biggest problem overall would be lack of iframe. Even though we only have one, we can still use it in either form. Like we can transition with it and try to dodge a grab or dodge a significant portion of the damage, right? If they put that iframe onto any of our other skills, like let's say they put Tactile Strike's iframe onto Glide, instantly becomes overpowered. Just way outside the realm of being okay. Now if they let us keep tactile strike or let us keep other things it's like what are they going to let us keep from awakening because if they let us keep something like spear of sylvia that's completely pointless that would just leave us locked in which i'm assuming they're going to give us spear of sylvia because it is a very cool move but it would be very pointless with the way our pre-awakened kit already operates and then if they give us tactile strike that's great give us our iframe back but how we'll interact with all the other skills so it's like I, i'm not hopeful for it I don't imagine it would be any good, especially for 1v1ing. I feel like it's going to be very stationary. It might be fine for uh, large scale, but at the same time, why aren't you just smacking them with our awakening kit? 
in large scale. It already rips people apart. So I don't know. I'll see how it fares. Make a video on it. Talk about it. Probably be disappointed. What if they just don't get it? I'm at okay all? with that. I really am okay with that. What if they give you guys a GM's blessing instead? <laughs> Dude, that'd be great. It'd be like, sorry, we couldn't figure it out. Here's a GM's <laughs> blessing. Good luck. And you get a Blackstone. Hell yeah, dude. All right. Should we move on to some of this uh, other stuff? Non-Archer related some stuff. Good stuff today. We have so much crap yeah, today. Dude. What happened? We had nothing last week. Yeah, absolutely nothing last week. And then just a goddamn tidal wave, dude. Yeah, hold on. I want to I actually have this DK Succession stuff on the screen. Having a little demo. Uh, man, DKs are so salty, dude. Like, I... DKs might be my least favorite people in BDO. <laughs> I, I mean, like... A little bit, I suppose. If you could... If you think about some of the problems that classes have had just over the years... Where, like, remember for the longest time, like, tamers were just getting blown up by magic classes, and lawn wasn't even considered good in flex yet, and it had no place. And, um, I don't know, just like Sork for a long time before Rabam and Absolutes was considered pretty trash, and then like Zerker and large scale before people realized the power of Cuba, like. All of those problems, none of them have complained remotely close to the amount that DK has complained, dude. Yeah, it's always the, just we have to have 285 AP or we can't do anything. It's like, that's just not true. You can dude. still keep it like, obviously you're at 245 AP. You probably should get some more AP, just like any class. But like, I'll still get, I mean, it's obviously a little bit different for other classes, but I'm Archer. I'd melt to a gust of wind, right? But even against a 265 AP DK, they'll chunk me out. I don't understand where the complaining of the damage comes from. Sure, maybe you can't obliterate 15 people in a node war without really high AP, but it's the same mentality that like buzzes around the rest of the community of video and always has, is that if my class isn't as good as that other class in this area, that class is OP, my class is weak, buff my class, nerf that. Yeah. Like, <sighs> not every class has to be the exact carbon copy of another other classes can be right. good in areas. Other classes can be bad in areas. It's okay. And I get, I do understand some of the complaints. Like I get it. I, and it would be nice for some of the like the easier things to get fixed. Yeah. But it's just like, I don't know, man. Especially when they compare themselves to Sork, because it, it's pretty like accepted that Sork is kind of in a busted state, right? So everyone just compares themselves to Sork, and it's like it's, it's not. I hate it's, that comparison. Especially the sort it doesn't make any because it's like comparing Ranger for Sorks. They're two totally different classes. They operate completely different. Yeah. And the thing is with DK that I think a lot of people don't realize their ranged skills are not nukes. Like their melee skills hit hard. Wheel of Fortune yeah. hits hard. Like every time uh DK tells me they don't do any damage and then someone hits me with a lunacy, even at my DP, I'm like I don't want to hear it, dude. All right. I don't yeah, want to hear it. All right. So, them close range for sure. Yeah. Uh, DK Succession. Did you guys watch it at all? Uh, I did not. No. Fucking bitches, dude. <laughs> um, so, so it's a trash. Why would I care about its succession? <laughs> oh, toxic. Yeah. 
it has a lot of man the animations are fucking cool like the new animations are actually super cool on this class too uh wheel of fortune i i'm just gonna go over the stuff that i recognize their new hundred percent looks really fucking cool um wheel of fortune aoe is bigger and it has a cool new effect that puts like these fucking blades of grass with roses all around them that looks fucking sick or not blades of grass but vines um they have uh their awakened skills they got spirit legacy which i kind of assumed that they would get right that's kind of the signature skill and they also got uh twilight dash and twilight dash is interesting because and i don't know the mechanics of it because i've only seen the korean videos so far but they have like two different versions of it one that goes the current distance and one that goes like an extended distance which is kind of cool interesting that's one of the things that has me so hyped about succession is that like it's not just a damage buff on skills, right? And it's not even just like, oh, they put super armor. They actually are adding like new mechanics entirely that are kind of interesting. Yeah, I think Succession is cool like in its concept, and a lot of them do look very nice. Like Sork, I think Sork looks really cool. Never played the class. Just looking at the animations, very nice looking stuff. And even talking to one of my Sork friends, he said it's nice, but it's not as good as like sort is now but i think that's not what they're aiming for i don't think they're trying to make it like hey you need to replace your current playstyle for this playstyle because it's better i think they're making it so it's usable not as good as our current stuff but players that put the time and effort into trying to make the class in its new form work will actually be able to do 1v1 and large scale just fine and then grinding seems to be I need you guys to see this. I, I put the timestamp. It's at 146 of Wheel of Fortune. The new Wheel right. of Fortune looks badass. <laughs> yeah. I love that animation. And oh, it's yeah, the, so the big. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty sick. That looks so freaking cool. I think after this, he does Lunacy, maybe? Yeah, that AoE is huge. Um, oh, no, that's Camouflage. Yeah, so... I I don't think that succession is going to be a little bit worse. I mean, I think it'll be class by class, right? It, it's yeah, sure. just hard to balance, but I don't I think the intention is to make it as viable as our current setup so you can choose. Yeah. Yeah. The idea so, is to make them relatively even, right? Yeah. I don't think they're I, I do think a lot of people think it's supposed to be stronger because I, I do see a lot of comments that are like, this doesn't look better. And I'm like, it's not supposed to be better. Yeah, it's it's just supposed, supposed to be a different be. option. Like the only reason I'm yeah, saying worse is be because like you do lose some utility that you have normally between swapping different forms. Like sort, you lose some of your uh, utility that. And I think uh, it's that Albatross Travelin. Probably not saying his name right, but he posted on your video when you talk about Ash. Yeah, Ash. Talk with him, and he was telling me about when we were playing other games. Um, he was talking about it. It's like you do lose some of the utility you get, which is fine if you want to play that way. Even something like Musa Mewa, they gain some things, but they also lose some of their current utility or super armor trading like Crosscut or Crust Crusher. So it's right. like, what I think do you it just, want from your class? Yeah, I think it varies. Because it, it, I don't think it's like a net loss. Yeah, sure. I think you lose and then you gain, so the style's just going to be different. It'll take getting used to. Do the new Lunacy animation. It's so fucking cool. The sparks that bounce on the ground. 
So that's at like 335. Hold on. You guys have to see the alt too. Okay, yeah, look at the alt at at 335. Just hit go to 335 and then hit play in that video. The lunacy alt looks so good. And how she throws her sword in the air and it disappears looks so badass. Yeah, it looks really nice. Yeah, that's oof. I wonder that, that looks like cool. that. Yeah, that thing looks badass. Um yeah, so they lose they do lose a lot of stuff. So they keep one of their dashes, they lose another one. They still have airstrike, they get twilight dash for movement. So it's going to be I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. My concern with the DK succession is that it's very melee focused with yeah. little range. The only range they gave it is obsidian ashes. I think that's the name of it, the one where it falls from the sky. They gave that succession version and it actually has a bound on it, which is awesome. Um, but outside of that, yeah, it looks like it's going to be tough unless it's like a little bit more tanky, which maybe it is. Because again, all of these successions have these mechanics that are not just at face value. You don't notice them, you know, by just watching these videos. So yeah, like even yeah. for Archer or I speculate that it'll be bad. It might be very useful. Like that's always something I said when Shadowrun used to be in the game. And people ask me, do you think Archer Coach Arnold is like, they'll never bring Archer to Shadowrun unless they give him his awakening. And if they give him his awakening Shadowrun, he'd be busted. If they give him just his pre-awakening, he's garbage. So it's like, yeah. it'll be interesting to see what they do with other classes. And it'll be interesting to see what good players, like let's say uh, Q, what he does with Sork or, not Sork, uh, DK, I mean, or... I don't know if Masaius is going to test Zork, if he'll try it out and see if it works, or Nayashi on Mewa, et cetera, right? It'll be interesting to see what they can do with it if they want to stick with it. And then yeah. even more so like Ninja Kuno, because when Succession was announced, I said that the classes that are probably going to have the better ones, which are very obvious, I think are Zork, Ninja Kuno, Casters, and maybe Ranger. Like Those seem to have good enough pre-waking kits that they could stand on their own if tweaked, especially yeah. Ninja and Kuno, because they have stuff that can tie in if they get buffed in those areas. Yeah. Alright, wait, check this out real quick. Wait, did I do that right? Uh, if that video linked right. But at 521, look how they um, at the, they can like cancel the end of Twilight Dash with Nocturne and it like instantly goes behind like at the end of the dash. Yeah, that? that would be tough to predict. That looks so sick. So that was the other thing that's kind of major about these changes. So every DK is kind of curious if the gaps are improved on the essays from Lunacy yeah. and Wheel, which I, I don't know yet. It needs to be tested. But they made it so you can cancel out of Wheel of Fortune and Lunacy, which you can't do in current DK. You that's have to let the animation finish. So that's going to make them even more slippery. When you think you can go grab them, they're going to be able to move. Yeah, that extended Twilight Dash looks cool. And it doesn't even use more stamina. It uses the same amount. Interesting. Anyway, the yeah, DK thing, Succession looks cool. Yeah, it what? looks cool. The other thing is, like... I mean, I know every class has done it up to this point, but it's, like, there's been so many changes to Successions, like, on Global Lab. Like, there's no reason to panic. Like... Mm -hmm. Just wait until it actually like releases. It's probably going to be quite a bit different from what you think it is. Yeah. 
Um, so a slight little thing. Um, someone, a player on the Korean server put up a video. Let me see if I could find it. Fuck, I should have, I should have searched for this before. Um, I'll leave that running while I look for it. Um, there was a video that showed the, uh, uh, Wait, where did I link this? Fuck, I don't remember. <laughs> it showed the uh, slight, Im like improved animations on Awakening, which are like really, really subtle for Dark Knight. So even though the skills didn't get changed in any meaningful way, there's no like balance changes to them. They went through and touched up the animations of the Awakening skills on Global Labs, which supposedly they're going to do for every class that gets succession. So that's kind of cool. Get some fancy new animations. Like it's like really yeah. subtle things too. Like, are you um, just scrolling through a Discord <laughs> chat right now? <laughs> I'm literally scrolling. I can't find this. Uh, like, I'm like, what the fuck is that noise? I just hear. Grr, grr, grr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I wish I could find this video. Although it probably wouldn't even look good through here anyway. So just, I guess, take my word for it. But yeah, they. I mean, they're like really subtle animations, but they just add like a little bit of extra flair to the awakening skill animations which is kind of cool now is it the awakening skills so. in awakening or the awakening skills in succession no no the awakening skills in the awakening tree not Succession. okay but are they changing the awakening like animations in succession as well well yeah and i mean you've seen them all right they all look way different in succession right but what i'm saying is like the are these changes that they're making are they going to touch on those as well because the ones, I mean, I don't know. It, the main one that I'm focused on is the the uh, warrior one. The warrior, like the two abilities for warrior, were very like lackluster in terms of like visually, anyway. So, yeah, because that class is ugly. <laughs> okay, dude. Whoa. It's a decision you guys made, like <laughs> when you played it to begin with. Like, oh, this class is really ugly animations. Like, what do you expect? Okay, dude. <laughs> I don't know if they're re-changing the succession animations from their initial look, but they are touching up the awakening ones a little bit. Um, okay, moving on. Uh, passive changes. Um, this one's kind of hard to explain, but I'll, I'll go on my tamer for this. Uh, but basically, all of the passive trees that went like beyond... Uh, level 80 like wasn't wizard witch like level 92 was the last one yeah for casting it was speed? something stupid like that yeah did archer have anything like that Morris? did it yeah, go like did hit your last passive rank without getting to some impossible okay and now it's 63 right do you get something at 63 on archer i mean you get an additional what is it two or three percent critical hit chance which is meaningless because you already crit what? all the time like, if you were critically oh, damaged, that would be insane. But it's pretty good chance, like, it doesn't matter. Right. But, like, Zerker, got, yeah, Zerker, so... Zerker got one more percent accuracy. Ooh, big gains. <laughs> Hell yeah. At 63? Yeah. <clears throat> Dude, Wizwitch get 2% cast speed at 63. That's now. actually pretty big. Like, moved. Yes. Yeah, any any yeah. bonus to cast speed is actually a pretty big thing, honestly. Mm hmm. Um, Sork. And Mystic and probably Striker get two DP at sixty three, 
And then uh, Ranger got stamina added to theirs, which is fucking awesome. Because right now their passive is lame. It's just like mana regen on auto attack. Like it doesn't apply to any of the skills except for I think two and then a basic attack. It's horrible. Right. And now they get they get stamina, ten stamina. I'm pretty sure ten stamina per level, and then at level sixty three, just a flat plus one hundred stamina. Yep. Which is sick. And then Tamer got accuracy, so they get. Let's see. Every four of these is. Is one percent accuracy. So let's see, four, eight. I got to do math here. Twelve, sixteen, uh, twenty. What's twenty divided by four? That's four accuracy, dude. Or wait, six. No. What's twenty <laughs> divided by four? <laughs> you okay? It's five. It's, it's five. Counting with frosty. Let's go. And then their last one is plus 1%, so they get 6% accuracy. And Tamers are going to be excited, too, because right now their skill tree only requires 2,300 skill points, and now it requires 2,400. Nice. Sick. Hell yeah, dude. OP. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, that change is good, though. I like that. Yeah. It's also, definitely a much uh, needed change for certain classes. I think Dark Knight gets magical accuracy. So they're going to hit even softer. According to DK's, oh, I, I actually Does that mean they need 295 AP now. I'm not gonna name names. I was talking to a Dark Knight just like two weeks ago that they were looking at the passives because we heard that some of the passive stuff might get moved, right? Like we found out like a couple weeks ago or whatever, right? I don't think anyone knew to what extent, but um. But it was just funny because they were like, "Oh yeah, that that uh, we we'd get an extra two percent accuracy and like mat one magical AP or whatever, that would be pretty good." And then it came out three weeks later, like they legit forgot that they said it, and then they're like, two percent, that's not even gonna help." Like, who cares? DK gets shafted again. I was like, you just said it would be nice to have the accuracy like three weeks ago. What the fuck? Look, man, he's got all the timers. Don't bully him. <laughs> Oh my god. Anyway, so yeah, there's that. Um the other thing is the daily grind scrolls. Yeah, nice which change. is awesome. Best change yeah, they've so, made in a long time, honestly. So your your daily grind hundred percent or two hundred percent. You can either collect two sixty minute hundred percent scrolls or one two hundred percent uh sixty minute scroll. And it just goes in your inventory. So you can collect it every day, even if you don't use it. And then you can use Simple Alchemy to combine three of the 200% to get one 600% hour long. It's insanely good. Like, I don't grind at all, ever. <laughs> so on the occasion that I do grind, having an extra 600% scroll that I can pop is incredibly nice, especially if there's an event going on, right? If we have another one of those really strong EXP events. If you save up all your scrolls and you have stuff like the blessed message scroll, your books, etc., right? And then the new stuff, you can pump out so much EXP in an hour that it's just nice rather than having a buff that I never use just go to waste. Right. Shit's busted, dude. I agree. You heard it here first. There are EXP rates. Here we go. Now, it doesn't work with the, the skill EXP, though, does it? I mean, you can collect the skill EXP scrolls, but I don't think you can simple alchemy them. I don't know. I haven't checked. 
But who collects Skelly XP scrolls? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> people, that? people who re-roll a lot, dude. You pop a book and a plus message scroll. You're good to go. Get in there, buddy. Oh, no. I need I need 600% Skelly XP. I don't think the um, scroll itself even gives 100. I think it's less than 100% per scroll. So even if you did combine it, it wouldn't be near 600% for that one scroll or something. No, it would be it would be ninety percent if you combine three. Uh, I mean, it wouldn't be bad having that plus a book plus a blessed message scroll. You'd get a lot of skill XP if you really needed it. Yeah. All right, Res. Yep. You want to talk about yeah. it? Let's let's talk about it. Um. So on Global Labs, this week they removed click to move. Completely, get it just doesn't work works. anymore. Apparently, you can kind of get it to work with teleport, but it's really glitchy or some shit. I don't know. I haven't tested it, but uh, there's like a lot of class—not a lot, but like half the classes actually have really effective click-to-move shit. So people like Reslar are—they're crying right now. They're well, really hold hurting. on, hold on, hold on. Let's not. Well, Let's not wrong? cast things under a wide umbrella here, okay? There's only one oh. class that is dead on arrival if they remove click to move, and that's Berserker. No other class in this game relies as heavily as Berserker on click to move. That's just a fact. Berserker needs click to move to be as good as it is. Doesn't Warrior need it too? Not, for their movement? Not to my understanding. I don't know who's using click to move on Warrior. Okay. Can't you jerk around with the four and up? Yeah. Yeah. No for chase. Literally, what? A little thing where they dash forward with their shield and the pre awakened shield thing. Yeah. Four and up. Charging thrust. Yeah. Yeah. One of their lava. One ability, dude. All right. Cool. So Zerker, we have lava piercer. We have giant leap. We have one hundred percent BSR. We have jump sequence. We have predatory hunt. We have uh, fucking all of our grapples. Well, three of them, actually. And then the flow to the grapple. We also have all of our heals, including the one that's frontal guard. That is the only reason we are able to use that ability, basically. Like, uh, yeah, it's uh, quite a bit more shit than every other class. So, Well, I'm wondering. I bet the succession's just so strong. They're like, wait, click to move in here is not fair, right? Hell yeah, that's my theory. Maybe didn't. Here's the thing. Here's the thing that, and this is what I said on Reddit too. It's like, if they work on changing other things to like make the mechanics of some of these skills better, then it'll be fine. But I doubt they're going to do that. So it's like, if if they bring Lava Piercer back to having the turn radius of an 18 wheeler where anybody with a single brain cell can dodge it with ease. Like, the class is just fucked. It's, it, it's just fucked, honestly. It's still going to be fragging, and in, 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 this is the annoying part, it's still going to be fragging in large scale, because Q-Buff is still OP, and so people are going to claim that it's fine. But, like, the skill ceiling is going to be drastically lowered, because now you can't use... You can't master click to move to be a better Zerker. There's no such thing anymore. It's just all the Zerkers are going to be exactly the same. And also, its effectiveness in 1v1 against a lot of matchups, such as Archer, like Morris was talking about earlier, 
is going to be it, it's just fucked. Like it's, yeah, it's just fucked. Gonna really reduce your ability to be tricky with your movement because if I see you charging in, like with that uh, thing, you can mouse to move the where you just run at the person and you can mouse to it and go in a oh, different direction yeah. consistently. If you only go in one direction, I mean, good luck trying to grab me at the end of that. I know where you're going, but yeah. I understand so, why it's getting removed, but I don't think it should. Like, I don't think they need to remove that. So That's my number one way, just for a ref, for frame of reference, my number one way of catching archers, because they like to sit so fucking far away, is to click to move rocket jump backwards up to them, straight into a grapple, because I've gotten so good at it that like 70, 60, 70 percent of the time, I land right on top of them and I'm able to grab them with ease. And usually they never see it coming because Zerkers just don't do that. Only like decent Zerkers do that. So it's like now that's gone. Now I have to lava pierce to them like every other brain dead Zerker, basically. Like now this thing that I've found that's useful that allows me to get a little bit of an edge on this class in this 1v1, they've just straight up taken it away and now I have to be on the same skill as everybody else, which is just lava piercer up to them and hope that I'm able to just right. grab them. Alright, I don't like the whole same skills as everyone else thing, but I agree with the sentiment. I Hopefully, I don't know, I kind of doubt it too. Like I'm not going to pretend that I think they'll do it, but to be honest, I think they should have removed mouse movement two years ago and then just started adjusting the balance and the mechanics of movement skills to make it more balanced. See, I can agree with um, that, but like not now. Not now. Yeah, I mean, well, but here's the thing, though. I still think that mouse to move is fucking bullshit. It's, it's such a lame part of the combat. Whether, whether you need it currently or not, it's lame that it has to be used to begin with. So I do think it needs to be removed. I just wish that they would give one of their little explanations that would let us know if they intend on changing the mechanics of the skills. Because let's just say, like, you're saying not now, but let's just say in a perfect world, they remove mouse movement, right? But wherever you turn your camera while you're using Lava Piercer, you go that direction on a dime. Then is it that big a deal? Or Giant Sleep, same thing. Then it's, is it that big a deal? I mean, it's better, but it, here's the issue. It's still a huge nerf because now I'm having to shake my camera erratic as fuck just to do what I would just move in a straight direction. Keep my camera in a straight direction, rather, and just use click to move for. So would it be better? Yes. But would it be like a one-to-one? -one? No, it would still be like it a nerf. No, it would not. If you can move your cam, I mean, that's what other classes get to do. That shit. I mean, like with movement and iframes, you get to change your direction like on a dime, way easier on other classes. How that's would that be? I'm, I'm, compared compared to what compared to click to move now is what I'm saying. I think you're just used to it. That's the only thing. I I don't no. know how moving your camera is so easy. How is that hard? It's literally like you just move your camera because the number one way that for instance lava piercer the number one way that you use click to move is you run up to them and then at the very last second right where they think oh this brain dead zerker is running up to me and he's going to grapple me you get them to blow their iframe for classes that can't just spam them anyway you get them to right. blow their iframe then you turn back around 180 degrees run away mm -hmm. let the iframe run out and then turn back around another 180 and then go and grapple them well, for instance, why this would be like a suitable replacement but still slightly worse than click to move is now I can't see what they're doing when I turn my camera around 180 degrees to move. 
How this is why I'm saying it's a suitable replacement. It would be fine, it? but it's slightly Are you worse. Super zoomed in. How would you not be able to see what they're doing? If you turn around 180 degrees, unless they are literally standing still right behind you, like you're gonna move out of camera range unless you're just staring straight down at your character, but like it's you're Diablo. Changing, but you're changing the direction of lava pierce, right? So when you when you mouse click it, you're going that direction as well, correct? Like you run in up to them the in, in the scenario you gave, you're running up to them, then they go a different direction and you mouse click to go the direction with them so you can catch them at the end of whatever they're doing. Correct? Yeah. Are you painted? I, I, yeah, I fail to see how just turning your camera wouldn't accomplish exactly that. That's what like a ninja has to shadow stomp, C swap and turn the direction after murder, C swap and cha change your camera direction. It is not hard to do changing your camera direction. I'm not saying it's hard to do, nor am I claiming that that would be ineffective. Well, all I'm saying is that it it what we have now it, it would be better than that. That's all but I'm I, saying. But I, I'm yeah, I'm just saying no. I don't I don't understand how turning your camera is literally. I mean, that's fine if you don't understand. You've never played the class, just like I everybody mean, I, else that thinks you, they know what's best for Berserker. You realize mouse move is not only on Zerker. I understand it affects you a lot, but like. Trying to like belittle someone's opinion just because they don't play that class. I know how mouse movement works. I've used mouse movement a million times. I know exactly. I how know. I know. I, and I'm not saying you don't understand how it works. What I'm trying to say is I'm trying to give you understanding into why it would be worse. And then if you don't understand, that's fine. But like you, to claim that you know what's better for my class is just it's, incorrect. It's literally just a view. It has nothing to do with the class. You're just talking about field of view, and you can turn your camera and do exactly the same thing you're describing, but without having but to you press don't, and click at but all. You just said yourself you don't understand like what I'm trying to present because you don't use the click to move with the lava pier, so you don't... like. I, but I understand field of view, and you would be able to turn your camera and see them. So you would just okay. go with them after they move. Okay. Okay, so now do Giant Leap, and then do Predatory Hunt, and then do Grapple, and then do Wrath of the Beast, and then do Beast Roar. Well, a, a Zerker I know very well told me they never use Predatory Hunt, because it's not safe. XD. I mean, that's true. I don't use it, but a lot of other Zerkers do. Anyway. I, I didn't even I, list it in that giant list I typed up in the Discord. I didn't even list Predatory Hunt because that's just not one of the abilities that I use that I think about it. But then in the Reddit post, I saw people complaining about it because they use Predatory Hunt a lot and being able to change the direction of it makes it way better. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree. I That's why I think you guys should be able to turn the direction just with a uh, means that actually makes sense. And, and then the, here's the other issue. Here's my other issue. There are some things that just can't be replicated by a simple turning of the camera. And okay. like, unless they undergo complete changes, like moving shot and giant leap, just turning the camera doesn't really solve what click to move currently gives those two abilities. Moving shot, the reason you use click to move is you click behind your character whenever you are moving. And what it does is it shoots the shot forward and also propels your character forward. Right. So, so there's, not, there's no I mean, real... There is a fix. I mean, you could just make it so you can choose if you go forward or backwards. Like, if you could use moving shot where it, like, shoots you backwards and just 
the skill lets you go forward or backward up to you. That would literally solve that. Yeah, which is why I'm saying that would be like a, a, a mechanic change, right? That would be like a change to how the skill functions, basically. Right. Which I, I mean, would totally welcome that. And that's what I was saying earlier was that they would need to change how these skills work mechanically in order to keep them like decent. And that would be right. an instance of how that would happen. And it's the same thing with like Giant Leap. Like a simple like going in the direction of the camera, it doesn't change the fact that the forward giant leap goes like half the distance that the backwards one does. And it also kind of locks you into a weird animation whenever you land. This is why people use the backwards giant leap because it goes farther. And also you can flow out of it more smoothly into other things. Right. But if you try to like the, the turning of the camera wouldn't fix this problem because you would be facing backwards. You don't know where you're going. So it would require like, a change in how the mechanics of the skill works to really Correct. like compensate for it. But but the skill originally was designed like here here's my biggest issue. One, like just the general idea of like the fact that a class has to use click to move, which is like glitchy at its core. It's like really glitchy. Like the way your character moves is like herky jerky and like clearly not like what they thought was going to happen when it was designed, right? Like it's supposed to be an accessibility feature for moving, um, for like disabled and handicapped and stuff like that. So like the fact that it's so glitchy I, is annoying to me. I've always thought like if you're a Zerker or whatever class has to use them, it's lame that your class even has to use it to begin with because the class is like insufficient without it. So like, yeah, it sucks that it moves, but or that they're removing it, but they are removing it. And I'm hoping that because it's getting removed, that the problems with the class now, like the light is going to be shed on it way more. Because right now they just leave it as is, like, well, yeah, but Zerkers are killing everyone because they figured out how to like click to move glitch shit around to make it work because the class sucks otherwise. Yeah, but I, again, this goes back to my whole like point earlier, which I probably didn't properly explain the fact that buff is still a thing in the ulti even though it's going to be less effective because you can't click to move it's still going to net people kills especially if they're above 270 ap because it's just a powerful ulti mm-hmm. like people are still gonna say berserker is super op berserker needs to be nerfed berserker needs to be changed blah 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 like people aren't gonna see how badly zerkers are hurt in all honesty because Zerker is one of those classes where people just see the Q buff and then they get enraged. And they're like, this class should be nerfed into the fucking ground. They don't care about anything else that has to do with the class. Yeah, I mean, that's fair, one, but it doesn't matter that much what people think. It's just the devs. I mean, they're not listening to NA people anyway. So I don't care if people complain or not. It, the point is, hopefully, like the people actually making the changes notice that it's going to affect them negatively. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I'm not saying I. They probably won't, honestly. And you guys are fucked. And you're gonna have to either quit the game or roll to something else, which sucks. But which hopefully, hopefully they realize that oh, we have to do something about this and make these skills work. I mean, uh, I don't mean to uh, you know put my tinfoil hat on, but uh, allow mm-hmm. me to put my tinfoil hat on for a second. Um, All right. Didn't just a while back there was uh, like some data mining that showed something about a female berserker? Uh, maybe. Hmm, interesting. So what's, the, what's the tinfoil hat? 
I, I'm just saying, everything happens for a reason. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if we got an announcement uh, shortly after so, this change goes live. So they're going to make the four Berserkers re-roll off to make... It would make it would net them a total of three hundred and eighty dollars in reroll coupons. <laughs> Huge gains. Yeah, dude. Okay. Well, I would love I think that would actually be hilarious, dude. Wouldn't it? That would be so great. I'm just saying It'd be poetic. They, they'd just be like, Oh, sorry we killed your class, but if you want just a better version of the class that you enjoyed playing, then uh, you know, you can drop a hundred dollars again. You know? There you go. Problem solved. Yeah. Uh I mean it's kind of shitty. There's obviously there's some skills like Shadow Stomp that are busted and murder intent. They're really hard to do, but they're really fucking good because it keeps your character out of arm's way with click to move. Um that I definitely don't like. I mean, I don't know, like yeah, it's just I I always hated click to move from the beginning, to be honest. I just thought it was so like herky jerky in a, I mean, in a game it, with like really good and fluid combat. It's like, wait, I have to bring my cursor out and click the ground. It feels so stupid. And I'm not against removing click to move. What I'm against is removing click to move and then acting like everything is still the same. That's what I'm against. So like, right. again, I can't stress this enough. If they remove click to move, but then they compensate by fixing some of the abilities that required click to move to be decent. Moving shot, giant leap, lava piercer. If they change these mechanics of these skills to be at least similar to how we currently use them with click to move, to where they're still like kind of effective at least, then I, I won't complain too much, honestly. But if they remove click to move and then act like things are the, exactly the same as they were before we remove click to move, like no, that's that's absolute horseshit. That's the worst fucking change that they could possibly fucking make, honestly. Yeah. Wizwitch are upset too because they're teleport and gore roll. Yeah, um, which is uh, ironically, hilariously enough, use, being able to successfully and creatively use click to move during teleport is one of the biggest things that allows Witch and Wizard to win 1v1s. Yeah, for sure. So there goes that. <laughs> Beyond just the whole chaining of protection and like the foreguard walk, which is also getting removed, the loss of being able to change direction of teleport and trick your opponent is a huge loss for them, for sure. Yeah, it's like huge. I mean, they already struggle enough in 1v1s, and then this is just going to absolutely crush them, unfortunately. Because there's been so many times where it's like, I just can't, like, the amount of time that a witch or a wizard can buy by creatively using their click to move teleport is like actually what, if not wins them the fight, buys them so much time to where they have a way better chance. Yeah. Oh, man. Kuno used to use, like, obviously Kuno still uses it a little bit, but they used to use it like a crazy amount back in the day because Discus, you would move the frontal guard with it, and Chain Crash, you can move the stun anywhere. But Chain Crash is a skill that should be locked now, sadly. Um, let's just, let's, you know what, let's, let's try and end this section on a positive note. Hopefully, uh, they will remove click to move 
I doubt they're going to do anything at first, but hopefully they see that things are so different post-click-to-move that it forces them to make more balance changes. I mean, that's that's the only thing I can hope for, honestly. That'd be the best-case yeah. scenario, but Probus doesn't have a good track record with that so far. I, I would argue best case scenario is not removing click to move, but uh, sure, but <laughs> that's not gonna happen. I think uh, I don't know. They they seem so focused on balancing succession. I don't think they're even looking at the live game. Yeah, let's hope Berserker succession is pretty good. <laughs> Can we get some spin to win going again? Some uh, horse Please. spin to win. I want some of that Please, to come back. No. That was great to watch. No, dude. If they actually dude, make one skills so the spin, I'm gonna be so depressed. It's so boring. You don't want to be a whirlwind buff? Yeah. No, I don't. Dude, I now if they if they made it like whirlwind where you went across like in a diagonal pattern, that'd be kind of cool. And it ignored can I, collision. Can we? Does can it ignore we collision make, currently? Can we make raging thunder, which is the spin to win? Can we make raging thunder a burst skill? So basically, it does the full damage of the entire spin in like one second. That would be pretty sick. Give it like a 25 second cooldown, but you have this super burst ability. Dude, that would be hype as fuck, dude. I'd be down as shit for that. <laughs> dude, I, I don't know. I think they're just. <laughs> maybe Zerker will just be a support class like Shy in succession. That'd... Dude, maybe. Yeah, you just have but now you just roar and shout and stomp the ground and it just buffs your ally. I mean, honest to God, if they decided to make it like just like a super tank, I, I don't know. I wouldn't be totally against that. I it, it would have to actually be tanky in Node Wars, which I don't think if they made it tank oriented that it would be. Because uh, just Witch and Wizard with two ninety AP can crush literally anything in its path, but um I don't know, I wouldn't be totally against making it like a tank-oriented thing, but I doubt that's what they're going to do. Yeah, I'd be super excited to see I Am Choice with a version of Zerker that's tanking. That'd be great, dude. That sounds <laughs> yeah? balanced. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, dude, I'm actually really curious what the Zerker is going to look like. I, 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 I just, uh, I mean, I hate to I hate to fulfill my own prophecy but i have a feeling it's going to be lame as shit i just have a feeling well that, that's what everyone thinks about their own class dude like literally every single person well, no this is more of like a every this is more of like a personal thing because i i find the awakening to be the fun part for me personally i'm not saying like everybody's yeah. gonna think this because it's objectively lame as shit i'm saying that like i think for me it's gonna be like really sad <laughs> After after a mouse move removal, it's not the most fun part of it anymore. <laughs> yeah, right, basically. Now you have to be in pre-awakening. It's your only choice. Maybe that's the thing. Yeah. They're removing anything that makes people want to play in their awakening, so everyone uses success. Yeah, so they don't waste all this development time. Dude, I am... Um, I don't know, man. I wish someone would go and just tell tell them that the philosophy of like I mean it's cool that they're making balance changes again that are meaningful like the archer S block and everything to succession but I just hope that they realize that nerfs are not always the way to go like it feels so shitty when your class is nerfed yeah. 
like even if it's a nerf that was necessary it's it feels so shitty they should nerfing should be like the last resort and buffing should always be the first thing and it's like with power creep if things are if it becomes too strong then just make mobs stronger i don't know if i want i don't know if i want every class walking around with a bsr grim in their pocket tbh Um, that skill sucks, dude. Come on. That skill sucks, dude. I literally it has gaps. I will literally be in the middle of a node war. All of a sudden, I get knocked down. I'm at one third HP, and another third of that is like grayed out. I'm like, I don't even know what just happened, but I'm like, ah, must have gotten BSR Grim. Like, <laughs> just it, it's that fast. Like they just whoop, boom, whoop, and they're gone. And you all of a sudden you're you're near death. It's like okay, well. <laughs> Yeah, that skill feels good. Yeah, I'm sure it does. Oh, fun fact. So uh, I put it up to a... Uh, I was in Clash Discord, and I was talking about how... What class should I re-roll to if uh, they kill Zerker by removing click-to-move and not changing anything else about it? And uh, Noah jokingly said, Dude, you should play Sork. I need more Sorks. And so I was like, Okay, that's what I'm going to do. So if uh, if they kill Berserker by removing click to move and not changing literally anything else, I'm gonna reroll Sork. Hell yeah, dude! Sork is sick. Actually, you'll probably enjoy Succession. I, I do enjoy Sork. Like I've grinded on it a lot. Actually, I put a lot of hours into just casually grinding because I find it a very fun class to play. Uh, my main issue with it is I just can't wrap my head around how to PvP with it because coming from like, Warrior, Zerker, Striker are all very similar. And then, like, Witch and Wizard to all of a sudden Sork. Like, my brain just can't comprehend that jump in, like, how to play. It's kind of the same thing with, like, Musa. Like, I love Musa, but you will never catch me PvPing with the Musa because I just can't, like, figure out how to play this, basically. Yeah, you should roll striker since you say it's super easy. Yeah, I I might. I don't know. That's probably gonna be if they kill Zerker and if I just literally cannot wrap my head around Sork, I'll probably be re-rolling Striker. Unless Warrior Succession is out by then, then I'll probably go do that. But I doubt it. Here's to hoping we're probably gonna get it in two weeks. <laughs> here's to hoping that uh they don't kill Zerker. Uh, that's all I can say. All right. Uh, any final thoughts, General Moore's on uh? Mouse How much click to move does Archer use? Yeah, so Archer can use it, and like you can use it to change the direction of things like meteor dive and go a different direction of midair, and you can use it to right. change the direction of glide or piercing cry. But the reality of it is, camera movement is far superior for Archer for stuff like glide and piercing cry because if you do it in like you do properly in a circular motion around a target you actually look so desync on their screen it looks fine on your screen but you look like you're teleporting around them because the way the skill works and it also helps you stay more tricky with your movement but the only thing it's good for on archer is meteor dive where you can change the direction of it while you're actually doing the skill but other than that it's like meh Right. doesn't impact me too much, but I do feel for the classes, especially if they don't change anything for those classes to make it adequate to losing that sort of uh, functionality. It's like, what are you doing for all of this? So it's definitely dependent on what they decide to do 
in response to the removal. Maybe maybe it'll net be a good thing for you, Rose, because you'll get you always complain about vacuum. Now Mister can't click to move their vacuum if they miss. Was that a thing? So maybe you won't get in as many vacuums. Yep. During the animation, you could just move it and turn the suck to somewhere oh, else. I didn't know that was even a thing. Same. No idea. That'll be great. Dude, I actually do love when I mouse to move the vacuum if they dodge it. And it's like, LOL, you're still <laughs> It's hilarious. <laughs> Dude. Uh, yeah, Mystic just uses... I'm trying to think of everything. I'm pretty sure just vacuum and uh, their alt. The alt does no damage behind them, so you can like turn it. Um, all right, on a better, bigger and better things and other good news. World no, bosses now it's... last. World bosses now last thirty minutes and still don't die. Woo! <laughs> now this is some good content. I like yeah, waiting dude. for thirty minutes on a dead boss. Yeah, dude, fuck the grind scroll changes, dude. This is the actually best change in the last three years, dude. Dude, they always take. Every patch, man, it's like two steps forward and then two punches to themselves right in the dick. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I don't understand, dude. Like this change, I, I'm trying to think of the logic. Like you, you give more time for bosses to die to help ensure that they're going to die, but they still don't because the reason people mostly don't go to boss because the rewards and travel time, like it's just not worth it. I think honestly. Yeah, they just need to make no all the older bosses. Now. Even less than now. Like, yeah. 15 minutes is already quite a waste of time to go out there for potentially nothing. Now you want me to sit out there for 30 minutes. No, I just, I'm not, dude. Yeah, they need well, to just make like... the drops better and make them, like, understand that people are going to leave boss alts there and that's what's killing them and just make the HP more appropriate for, like, boss alts to kill yeah. it. Like, they did I mean... that with Garmoth. They made it easier to kill. But, yeah, well, that was because Garmoth was the worst fucking one. Yeah, but... it's the worst one. No, let's just iframe everywhere. <laughs> not to uh, not to go against one of the core ideas of like the game, but what if there was some way to just teleport you to the fucking boss when the shit yeah. spawns, or not make yeah, the boss a world boss? Because in this game, world bosses are pretty shit anyway. So why not just like make it a scroll boss that you can do with your guild or something that you need like ten oh, like, people for? Make the rewards. Like, why not? Like, you could, like, there's just so many ways that, like, I, I got stuck on this idea, like, a couple of days ago. And it's like, there's so many ways in this game that you could, like, just make it to where you can teleport, like, if not to the boss, somewhere near the boss. You could tie it to, like, silver, so it costs money. You could tie it to your guild. Like, now you need a, a guild skill for it or something. You could tie it to a fucking cash shop. Make it, like, a dollar. <laughs> you could teleport to, like, fucking Serendia Shrine or goddamn, like... A dollar. You know it would be 2,900 pearls, and it'd be a one-time use, and it expires. Probably, yeah. If you don't I'm use gonna, it. That's in, content. In three days. Add it in with yeah. the value pack, and, and then raise the price of the value pack by $30. <laughs> oh, don't kill me. They're gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be like the, uh... The monthly subscription in Terra, where you had to buy it just a fast travel anywhere, it's gonna be that, but for both right, yeah, dude. Exactly. <laughs> That's always been my complaint in Terra, dude. It's like that. That was my first experience. What you don't like win. riding on a Griffin right. for ten years? Everybody go one place. <laughs> dude, I was like, wait, 
I I don't want to pay fifteen dollars a month. This is, I don't even know if I'm gonna play this game. Like I literally can't travel. What the? Fuck? Or like make it. You could even do it like none of the above and make it like if you kill the world boss, it has a chance of dropping an item. And then like if you get this item that's like a fairly rare drop, but not like a a box, then it'll allow you next time it spawns, you can just like teleport right next to it. So that way, it's like you if you go to the bosses a lot, then you'll get like this thing quite a bit and you can just use it to teleport instantly there but it's not like a constant thing you know what i'm saying a reslar yeah that would reward the players for playing the game we don't do that yeah you're right yeah we don't do that here sorry, <laughs> don't sorry. Any funny ideas how, how dare i <laughs> i mean it could take you to a place kind of like altar of blood when you do it on every server just have it on every server. Like you just show up and there's Garmoth in the center of the arena and you fight him. And then when you're done, you leave the server and you're back to wherever you were. That yeah, would be sick. like I think Arcage does that. Like all the world bosses are like on a separate plane of existence, basically, I think is how it works. So it's like you teleport there, you kill the boss, and you teleport back to wherever you were. See, Pearl Abyss, this is why Arcage killed you. Yeah, dude, this is this is why Video's dead, dead now. <laughs> If it wasn't Arcage, it was some other MMO. I can't remember. But, yeah, there's just... The real reason people don't go is it's not worth the time to travel there and then kill the boss and then get, like, next to nothing for killing it. So there's several ways that they could solve this, and literally none of those ways are increasing the duration that the boss is fucking alive. Like, I don't know what the fuck they were thinking with that shit. But, uh, yeah, that was pretty fucked. Yeah, it punishes open-world PvP, too, yeah. for even longer, which is annoying. Um, yeah, I don't know. They need to figure Why? that out. I mean, I just think, at the very least, the rewards, right? Like, make it where you go and you get, like, 10 million raw silver and gold bars yeah. if you do damage. So people actually want to go on their mains. Make it so you can exchange the little auras for a bunch of shit. Make, like, a whole shop. Like, if you take 25 of them, you get a fine accessory box where you can get up to Tet on it. Or um, a Kaffir stone bundle. If you exchange 50, you get 50 Kaffir stones or something like that. I don't know. What the fuck, man? Just, like, literally anything. Like, they on top of to- what the drops are. They need to buff the bottom. That's what I was about to say as well. Like, the lowest tier rewards. The fact that you can go to a world boss, still get fucked by RNG, and walk away with, like, one mil and a shitty crystal is, like, actually mind-blowing. Like, that should not happen. If you go to a world boss and you are actually DPSing it the whole time, you should at least get, like, a fucking, like, 10 mil and, like, a, a meaningful amount of goddamn hunter scrolls. Like I just love going to Garmoth and then getting some Kron stones and some trash loot. That's dude. what I live for in this game. Dude, that's the other thing too. Is like now that people actually like use because remember before Kron stones, you'd get them and it was like no one even used them because it made no sense. Like now that people actually use them, why can't a boss drop me fifteen Kron stones? More than like, like a significant dude. amount. Oh, that's. Yeah, 15, 20. Like, you go to a boss, you get tier one, you get like three, four million gold bars, and you get because, 19 Well, Kronstones. that's an easy question to answer, Frosty. It's because they want you to go buy costumes. Yep. 
That's true. I mean, that's, I mean, just straight up, that's I was why, to think of a that's why you, I was thinking of a clever response. I got nothing. Yeah, that's why you get three cron stones from a dark rift because if they gave you 20 dark uh, cron stones from a dark rift and you got one from every dark rift, you could walk away going, ah, at least I got like 200 cron stones, you know? But instead, you walk away going, I got fucking like 30 cron stones. What the fuck? From 10 dark rifts. <laughs> like, what the, what the fuck is fact. this shit? And then Pearl Abyss is sitting there going like, well, if you want Cronstones, then buy costumes. It's just that easy. It's just so simple. Just swipe. On to other really, really, really good news. So the Great Ocean stuff came out, which actually a lot of it is really, really cool. And they have this new bartering system, and the bartering system is kind of tedious, but interesting and you can make okay money at it but it's like limited by time it has a time gate like every four hours to do it um do not if you pay to win get the little hourglass easy do do you does the pay to win make it shorter no i think it's um you can extend like if you want to do all the sometimes there's multiple like the high two the high tier things that you can trade it for the red Mm -hmm. ones there's multiple so unless you have a really fast ship and enough stuff to get to and from every single island and collect all those, you would run out of time, but you could just pay to win and increase the duration even further. Right. I don't know if that resets how many trades you well, can do, but that. who knows? No, I don't yeah, I don't think so. Um yeah, I hope I mean probably maybe it does. Fuck it. Add it to the if value I had to pack. give the benefit of the doubt, I would lean it towards the pay to win. Um <laughs> add it to the value pack. Um and there's I don't know, there there's like some some cool stuff and i the like the the current that affects your boat speed and the wind that affects your boat speed is is pretty cool and makes the water stuff interesting the boats are extremely difficult to make um but are also really cool one of the boats literally has nine cannons on each side yeah it's pretty cool content which is cool and now the driver can shoot the boats not the people on the boats which is kind of cool um but everything comes at a cost it's the two step two steps forward and then the punch yourself in the dick method which sea monster <laughs> hunting has become like been made completely irrelevant so i here's the numbers i was told now i don't see monster hunt do you see monster hunt uh morris um i did for a little bit not when it was like extremely overpowered just a little bit in the recent right. months but i stopped a while ago so ramming, you take way more damage when you ram now. You lose a lot more durability. So repair costs are up, and it's harder to repair. So that's factor one that affects Sea Monster Hunter. Two, the loot is you literally get like one-tenth the fucking loot that you hey, used you to get. you want the loot scroll? Uh, well, you get one-tenth the amount of drops. So may- maybe it would be two-tenths. <laughs> Oh, with a loot scroll. Games, dude. But yeah, it's one tenth. So like if just for an example, if you would get on a kill twenty Hikaru spikes, which I don't know the exact numbers. Um I don't see Monster Hunt. So I'm translating this from Sea Monster Hunter. I was asking them like as much as I could, so I knew a little bit of what I was saying. Um but if you were to normally get before this patch, you kill a, a Hikaru or whatever, you'd get like 25 spikes that's not how many you would get but just as an example now you get like seven or six so and the the drop rate for the rare drop is a lot lower and everything so yeah i don't know like i'm not sure if if you invest the time and the silver to get like the craziest gear on the new boats maybe that makes the efficiency like way way higher but right now it's not looking good let's just say that 
And the yeah. thing is that I don't fully understand about it is like, I don't see any reason why monster hunting shouldn't be pretty good. Like if you invest that much, first of all, sailing levels really slow. The dailies are tedious. It's a lot of work and being on your boat. It's like cool content. It's very, very different from grinding and everything else. So I don't see why. And I think actually killing sea monsters now is a little bit more fun. I think the ramming thing is kind of lame. Ramming Using cannons is kind of cool. Dude. Oh, my sleep yeah. is horrible. But, like, why can't it be, like, kind of efficient? Like, even if it was, like, 90 mil an hour, and if you, or, like, let's let's say it was, like, 75 mil an hour, and if you popped a loot scroll, you could get, like, 120 if you have, like, a really good boat and you invest in good gear and have high life skill mastery and all that. It, I don't get, why is that not a thing? Yeah, like, it keeps going back to, I think, what Pearl Abyss keeps trying to shove down players throats as far as what we are meant to do for getting income like we're all supposed to be knuckle draggers that go and grind ook, ook, let me go in a circle for 10 hours get some silver there is no meaningful way of hey i'm going to do this because this is what i find fun i'm going to make the at least adequately similar silver per hour as far as grinding because there is nothing like that grinding is always the best silver and probably always will be even for stuff like let's say really high mastery hunting right where you can get a lot of money from that it's still nothing compared to grinding and it's limited you can't do it forever because of energy consumption so it's like why is it so bad to allow players if they're willing to put in the uh effort or investment whatever it may be to get something to be adequate for making income and making progression like when you guys are talking to jeffy about life scaling or when you guys were also talking about sea monster hunting before it doesn't need to be busted like it was in the past where you would just rake in billions and hop guild and stuff like that. And it was just out of control, but it doesn't need to be relegated to just a meme activity where you're like, why are you doing that? What's wrong with you? You can allow players to play their own way. It's okay. If it's it doesn't need to be making 300 mil an hour, but it at least needs to be an avenue for them to try something new, have fun doing it and at least make some sort of progression. And hopefully not limited like certain uh, life skills are, like gathering, hunting, etc. Yeah, I mean, like gathering, I, you can make a lot of money for like I don't know, like Jeffy was saying, you can make like a hundred and whatever mil an hour gathering if you yeah. if you were to invest the same amount of effort and energy as you do to get like a two sixty nine Kuda Mystic or whatever, right? So that was cool because it was like oh here this is the direction and then the new c stuff made me think there's going to be even more stuff out there that people could do and then it's like why why nerf the hunting i don't i don't get it i get yeah. nerfing it maybe a little bit but why like why relegate it to something that's just a mini yeah. game basically or might as well maybe just be a mini put something in its place like we have a barter and you can get some money from that if you don't turn in like you'll get extra of the red tier uh, trading thingies that you won't be able to turn in for the new coins that you can then sell for silver. So you do make some money, but I suppose if you did something like that, and like Jeffy was saying, you can make money via gathering and stuff like that. Same with hunting. And it does require a lot of investment via manos and whatnot to get to that mastery, which is fair. It requires investment to get to a point where you can make this a staple income, but at the same time, it's still limited by your energy especially when they uh, changed how often you uh, get free procs for gathering. They changed that, made it less potent, so you burn through energy faster. So, 
I mean, you could offset it. Like, let's say you do the gathering and make your money from that because you have a high mastery in it, and then you offset it with bartering for the rest of your time until your energy comes back, which is entirely possible, especially if you have a combo blessing running. You'll regen all of that by the time you finish a run of bartering. So you can make money. It's just still limited in terms of how much you make compared to grinding, and they keep limiting it more and more, especially when you see something like CMOS running just get completely blasted. Do you think archers should make more money CMOS running than other classes? I think we should be allowed to wing strike them to death, especially if we pop two buff. <laughs> it should apply to all of our boats' mechanics and just let <laughs> yeah. us one-shot multiple monsters in an AoE. Just let us be yeah. busted. Just go Wait, on. Wait, Rez, that's, that's what Zerker's going to be with click-to-move gone. You guys get to just cannon sea monsters, Ooh, dude. Hell yeah, dude. The Q-Buff does like 1,000% bonus damage to sea monsters incoming next patch. Now that's content. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah. Dude, these... these uh, My new armors I got, it, like literally I can't... I don't think I can die in Sakura at all. There's like no way. Even if I get knocked down, like they never even bring me to half. That shit's busted, dude. And then I, I'm gonna go try like Node War Siege today, and I'm just gonna get blown the fuck up immediately. And nice. I'm like, damn, I should just sell all my armor and go AP. Ugh. Anyway, well, yeah. So the Great Ocean. Where's the fucking diving, dude? They showed scuba diving. Where's your <clears throat> scuba diving suit? Where's our climbing? Yeah, dude. Suit? What the hell? Yeah, I have a feeling the scuba <laughs> diving. Climbing go. Did they tease yeah, that so what... long ago? We still don't. Have yeah, it that anywhere. was two years ago. Yeah, that's not ever coming. But I think that's what coming. the scuba dive. It's gonna go. Scuba diving is going the way of uh, rock climbing or yep. whatever. Probably. Never even gonna happen. I'm still wondering what these fucking blimps are for. Well, the blimps were supposed to be what the hot air balloon is, but then now the blimps are just for visual effect, and now the hot air balloons are the hot air balloons. Right, yeah. Remember those patch notes telling us not to attempt to get on them? <laughs> on the blimps, yeah. Don't attempt to oh, blow it. them. It's like, oh, well, I got it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, uh, dude, you can, if you jump off the right tower with your Pegasus, you land right on the blimp and it takes you to a special grind spot that makes 200 mil an hour without a loot scroll. Oh man, it's a big secret. <laughs> I, I find it funny how, I guess the blimps are purely for like looks now. Uh, it, it's like, it, it's one of those things where it's like, why? Like, it's so weird. They just like added it. But you can't use it, so nobody really cares. It, it always reminds me of the fucking uh, seagulls in Velia that are still flying in a straight fucking line. <laughs> 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 it's not like it, it's they're still going. They're, they're like, we added more seagulls. More. <laughs> <laughs> they're all flying together in a line. Dude, that is the most hilarious thing ever. Every time I see it, I'm like, what the fuck is happening up there? <laughs> like, <laughs> They try to make the world feel alive, but it's always such a mess when you really look at each individual. <laughs> they've been wanting to add air travel because remember they they did so first they teased the blimps and then the blimps came out but you couldn't board them and then they added the weird griffin with the fucking basket to like three different places and then they added the slow ass hot air balloons but none of those methods are super efficient. I actually do use the griffin though to get to Sakraya. Not gonna lie, because I don't take my boat. What a weirdo. But it, it's fucking weird, though. 
Yeah, it's like they're trying know. so hard to like make some way of traveling across the map if you have a shit horse like not cancer, but it's like it it's failed like every time like it's always just cancer. I mean, they at least do a better job than Terra Griffins. I give them that, but at the same time, it's like, why would you use this other than for the novelty? I'd rather walk across the desert than use the hot air balloon to get to Valencia. Yeah, really? Yeah, the hot air balloon's really bad. Um, Alright, so before we get to the comments, uh, the Doomhorse stun was nerfed. Oh, yeah. Now you, it only stuns when the skill is off of cooldown. Which I believe, what's the cooldown on it? Six seconds? Or seven? Um, so now they're not going to stun you a bunch of times and then laugh at you. They're just going to kill you instead because they have to. Yeah, like the stun removal is nice for sure because even if you protect yourself from it, iframe, super armor, foreground, whatever, right? And you block the CC, they would just come back and do it again and they'd still get you because right. you'd eventually run out of things or just die from the damage. At least you can try to mitigate the CC, but the damage still needs to be nerfed because getting one to two shot by a horse is like... <laughs> I mean, there's no real counterplay unless you can outright uh, just one-shot the dude that's riding the horse. Because the horse, assumingly, has enough gear to survive against your damage if it's just running past you really quick. So it's, I've been told, it's I've been horrible. told that if you don't have enough TP to survive, you should just build more DP. And that just solves your issues. I'm going to attest that theory today, dude. I'll see. I need a Doom Horse to combo me. Frosty, you're not sieging tonight, are you? I am. Well, I might. Well, no, I'm going to say Hex. Hex isn't sieging. Yeah, no, no, I'm going to I'm gonna merc tonight. You want to come merc with the boys, dude? Wait. Clash is sieging? No, we no, we have a we have a merc team that we run around. We, we go together and just fuck around in Discord and have fun. Am I going to get yelled at? No. It's all just fun and games. We have a competition to see who can frag the most. Dude, it's not going to be me. It's going to be my first siege on a Mystic in a long time. It's going to be rough, dude. Uh, yeah. I already I know think I won, Mystics do not frag. I think I won the first week, and then I think Bez won the second week. So this will be number three. So it's always fun. But yeah, you should come work with us, dude. It'll be fun. I think we're going to, uh, I think we're going to Bassey. Okay. This is, this is of it. course, assuming that Basti drops a fort, so. Right. I was told that Challenger is 1v1ing narcotics. I kind of wanted to be involved in that fight because it sounds fun. Dude, you don't want to merc for Challenger. Why? We merc for them last week and it was fucking miserable. Really? Yeah. It, it was actually like the worst experience we've ever had, honestly. This is on air, dude. We just lost two Challenger viewers. <laughs> Listen, Wait, why was it bad? Why was it bad? Okay. I want to hear it. Let's get so, this juicy drama out. Okay, so the first reason it was bad wasn't any real fault on Challenger. Uh, they just didn't pull any people. They had like 51 people uh, at the war, and then like 23 of them were mercs. So it was like really bad. And uh, but that's not that's not really a fault of Challenger. Arcage just came out and they said that they had a lot of people doing that, so just kind of was unfortunate. The part that I will blame Challenger for is their shot calling was really bad. Like, uh -oh. I'm sorry if the shot caller of Challenger is listening to this, but that man's focused 
a thousand percent more on shy bubbles than PAs, and it was a problem. Like, seriously. I think the entire war, he maybe called for, like, five PAs. He was calling for a shy bubble every single time there was a fight, dude. It was insane. We were like, dude, this guy needs to stop with this shy shit and focus on PA. Like, shy bubble is useful, man, but it's not what's going to win you these wars, brother. I'm just saying. Right. Dude, I haven't I've gotten anything a little bit, but when it, grinding during the podcast is... I get orange and carrot, dude. Yeah? I got a red shard earlier. I just need a straight drop Tungrad ring and I'll be good. Some people yeah. never struggle. In case anybody from Challenger is listening to this, no hard feelings. Just, uh, yeah, it wasn't a pleasant just experience. Just get good, noobs. Just get good. It wasn't a pleasant no experience. No hard feelings. Let's just You're say bad. that. <laughs> it was a rough week for them, man. They had a rough week last week. Hopefully, maybe this week will be better, but... Last week, a 51-man challenger fighting, I believe it was Vexus, was uh, not fun. Right. That does sound fun, dude. Alright, should we do comments? Yeah. Uh, General Moores, did you want to uh, join us for comments? Sure. Or did you want to bounce? Alright, so... I got time. Okay, cool. Uh, let's do. We'll do a a plug for your stuff here, and then after. So, what is a uh, what is your YouTube channel? And also, do you stream? Um, I unfortunately do not stream because my internet is too garbage to stream. And if I turn it on, I spike the hundred ping on BDO. So, right. <laughs> unfortunately, can't. Eventually, I will. When I get better internet, I will stream. But okay. YouTube just general mores, no special characters or anything like that. It's just my name on YouTube and then on Twitch it's General Moores but with two underscores in between because I made a typo instead of one underscore. So it's two so when, are gonna, when are you going <laughs> to put me in one of your videos, dude? Uh, I can put you in the video where I killed you and Sammy and then we trash talked each other after I died and we were all dead together. Uh, Alright. How about you put me in the video where for some reason after I was complaining about how kuno sucks like i was i was complaining about the kuno archer matchup because i had fought um literally i just fought snurtle do you know uh snurtle what's his name in game is it just snurtle in uh, game? Uh, yeah i believe so i just fought snurtle and he was like clapping my kuno or whatever and i was bitching to sammy i was on voice bitching to sammy about it and you were helping someone in ba you were like dueling someone in BA and you asked me to duel them. They were like a noob archer or whatever. And then after I fought you and I beat you like 10 times and I was like, all right, I swear normally Kuno does really badly against Archer. <laughs> I remember that, yeah. Maybe maybe Snurtle is just the best archer in A, dude. Nah, it was like, <laughs> I mean, one, I had more time to think about the, the matchup because I really hadn't fought a whole lot of archers on Kuno yet. So I had a little bit more time to think about the matchup and I had fought a couple other archers since then and then I fought you and then also I think like some of the catches were things like normally you don't get caught. It was like kind of random. Like every block jump worked like 100% of the time which normally is not the case. Yeah, a lot of the, like when I do teach other archers, like I'll teach anyone that actually bothers to try to DM me and as long as they're on NA. But yeah, usually when I do teach someone they are 
protected like they should be, and that's the point of me teaching them. So yeah, you definitely were catching yourself that should not have been caught, or they'll use things that are like on cooldown still. That's a big thing. They just mismanaged cooldowns. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't even want to duel you on my Mystic. That would be awful. Although I <laughs> would, I would want to see what the uh, if I could take some damage. Because my I'm so used to my block getting blown up. So yeah, I just got for context. I just got my uh, not last night, the night before. I hit my pen dim tree, and then I bought pen Aragons. And I know, I know, it's not an evasion build, so I'm a noob. But whatever, it's fine. I just want to test it. I I have this like everyone says the DR build is bad, but so few people are even able to afford to make it. <laughs> I don't know if anyone knows how it actually feels because, like, I see like Choice and Zethi, and they are pretty fucking tanky. But the thing is, is like, I think Choice was talking about that he's going to switch to evasion because evasion on paper it just makes more sense. Yeah, because damage reduction has a very hard like diminishing returns once you hit a certain point, and you'll be able to hit close or at those diminishing returns just by going evasion because all like the evasion armor has passive DR on it, right? And then you get some from cavers and whatnot. So you would be hitting those kind of brackets that you need with DR, but still stacking evasion on top of that. So I got the really high end gear. Evasion is just better if you want to be tanky. Well, yeah, that was... the, the, the goal is to have a meaningful mix of both, right? Like you want to yeah. have like a good chunk of DR and then a meaningful amount of evasion so that you're not just like a one trick one way or the other, basically. Like, Takaraka right. in Clash, dude, this guy is actually insanely tanky. And it's he's a witch. He has a meaningful amount of DR and a meaningful amount of evasion. And because he has both, it means that people just can't, like, cheese him by using, like, evasion-crushing combos. Or, like, just having, like, gear out the fucking ass. Like, he, he's actually right. just stupidly tanky. Yeah, I was trying to think if there's a way, like if I switch to like Lieber gloves, I, I don't know. If I switch to Lieber and Muskins, like just those two changes, and then use like evasion crystals, and then also just stack my DP up to like 370 or whatever once I'm done with like Capra's leveling everything. Let me send, might, let me send you this, Frosty. I'm going to send you his gear so that you can see. I'm going to put yeah. it in this chat so yeah, more can see it too. Also, his uh, if you have his crystal setup, would be kind of interesting to know too. I know you probably don't have it off. He's got a T three Garmoth pet. Oh my goodness, I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one's so bad. Oh wait, what? That's his. Okay, okay. I I thought he still had like AP. No, but here's the thing: he still does uh, damage. That's the thing. Yeah, because he's so he's built. He's killing that many. He's people. no, dude. I'm not fucking with you. He still does damage. I mean, he's not doing like 270 AP damage, but like he only has 186 AP. It feels like he has like 240. I'm not even fucking kidding. He's built. He's yeah. built almost pure human damage. Hilariously enough. Right. Okay. I'm not fucking kidding. Like, I, I, I you have to fight this guy to understand it. Like, he is basically unkillable and still manages to do damage. It's so fucking, like, insane. He actually just, uh, not last night, I think, but I think the night before last, 
<laughs> he went to fuck with some kids in open world, and they actually said they were going to report him because they said that he was hacking because nobody could be that tanky and do that much damage. He actually... Now, does he, uh, does he have an AP setup for PvE? Uh, I don't know, actually. I haven't talked to him about if he PvEs with this. But so for people who don't see, he basically is running. He's one eighty four, one eighty six, four twenty eight, and he has mostly DR, but he has Sissel neck and an evasion offhand, and Orkin Red Belt and Lever Glove. It's Pen Levers, dude. Anyway, I was thinking if I just switch maybe to Pen Le I don't know, man. I'm just too lazy. That's the thing. It's so expensive to make the switch. I'll just deal with the shitty version of tankiness. <laughs> I don't care. I don't know. The goal is to get like once I can get like once I'm C9 on everything, which is going to be a while because that shit's really expensive, but once I'm C9 on everything, I think I'm just going to get distortion earrings and I'll be like 295. I'll be like 293, 295, 350, which I think is pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. And then I'll just get blown up by full bloom anyway. Yep. Basically. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Rez, you want to read the comments? I can. Time? Sure. I did the last two. Yeah. You're going to yeah, have to edit did. it over. You cool with that? Yeah, I'll figure it out. Um, because I'm not recording right now. I'll figure it out. Um, I guess I could just let me just start my recording. Uh, also, real quick, I want to uh apologize for the shit quality of last podcast. Uh, in case you still didn't catch it, uh, even though Frosty said it, basically my power went out as we were recording. So the last like 20 minutes of the podcast, we did. Uh, on my phone, so that's why I was barely talking at all, and when I did talk, it was so shit-tier quality. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm. Apologies for that. Um, okay. Got this running now. Okay, so, uh, Burry Bum Pawpaw says rework RN, not sure what that means, and health regen stat. Oh, red nose. Rework red nose and health regen oh, yeah. stat. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I mean, I don't think Red Nose needs like a full rework. Just the health regen should be different, I think. Just make something. it meaningful. Just yeah, make health regen actually useful. Yeah. Um, TJ says, lols, click this thought this was really about a value pack. And it's not about a value pack. It is the value pack, friend. Although we mentioned the value pack a few times and other cool things you can add to it. Yeah. Make it cost more. <laughs> make it cost more money in, you know, yeah. whatever. Orokami says, I'm only a little sad the Ocean update got such a bad rap this podcast. The Great Ocean content literally has a textbook chapter worth of patch notes. It's too early now, but maybe have a sailor or life skill person come on and talk about it in a month or two. Maybe I'm the only one who likes PvP content and C content. No, 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 you're not the only one. There's a lot of people that like the ocean stuff. Like, seriously, a lot. Like, a surprising number. I think the sea monster stuff 
is like niche right because it's a chore like back in the day because you know res like it's so hard to get people to see monster hunt for guild funds yeah back in the day if you don't already have like an established group but like the going out to the ocean for fun stuff like there's actually a, a surprisingly high number of people that do it so I, I think they're going to add more stuff though i'm pretty sure they said it's like a two-part thing so they're going to add more shit eventually because right now it's still a little bit bare bones. There's like a lot of cool stuff, but yeah, if they add more stuff to it, yeah, we'll bring someone on for sure to talk about someone that's like an expert on it. Someone from, uh, <laughs> is uh dead serious still a guild? I don't even know. I never yeah, right. anymore. Dead serious or like sailors. Wasn't that a guild that did all that stuff? Um, Kelly Zeregby says 263 AP Musa main definitely not doing succession for Musa but I might do it for Ranger even though I hardly play her since I never got used to switching um between pre and post awakening Yeah Ranger I don't know there, there was uh some footage that came out about Ranger succession in a node war Mhm that yeah. seemed interesting I watched that He's like literally it's so funny because I, and I don't know if the guy is just a positive person or whatever, but a Korean was node war because it came out in Korea this week, the Ranger succession. So in his video, you see him switching to succession skills and he goes to node war. It's like his first time there. And someone was like, oh, that, that looks pretty fun. It's like Archer or whatever. And he's like, oh my God, it's so great. Smiley face. Yeah. <laughs> well, so wasn't he, that, didn't he have that in the thumbnail? He was like, I got to play Archer in yeah, node war. Yeah, Archer. Yeah, yeah, in the <laughs> node war. I know it's pretty yeah, funny because they have a skill. What is it? Whaling. They have did a skill you? that looks exactly like full bloom. Morris, now. did you like watch the video? Shot. But you see it? Yeah, yeah, I've seen like the range uh, range succession stuff. The um, I can't remember the names anymore. I think it's descending current, the big one that they shoot up in the air and it comes out with all the arrow ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That used to always fun yeah. back in the day, but it was still like just kind of a meme skill to really do much. But now it's like yeah. quite potent. And then I think Kringer, I didn't check all, which the name All it did was give us BSR. But the one that's like full bloom, but actually does damage at range. You don't have to be glued to the target. I think that's razor one, but I don't quote me on that. I didn't look it up. I just, I believe it's right. but it might not be. Oh, he also put up on. a video after that res of him grinding Sacrea, and it's fucking insane. Really? Granted, he's really geared. Well, actually, he's not even, I mean, yes, he's really geared, sorry, for like, compared to the masses, but he's not like that geared. So he's like 291 with Nuber, but I think on his Kudum setup, he's 272, 278 with Kudum. Which is obviously like high gear, but like, you know, some of the Koreans have way higher than that. But man, he shred. I didn't see his trash bar. I have to go look at the end of the video. Actually, I'm going to look that up right now. Hold on. <laughs> but <laughs> I know these, these things, dude, I can't help myself. Um, hold on, let me find this. This was, it was, it was really cool, but he shreds the fucking mobs, dude. Like it was like insane. He kills so fast. Also, there's another ranger. This is not even in a, uh, succession there was a ranger that put up a video recently of them getting four thousand trash in an hour from the sa server or uh sea maybe can't remember one of the servers maybe it's russian actually on the russian server but yeah he gets four thousand trash in an hour at Histria with the current ranger which i think is also crazy um and he was 274 with kudum 
Okay, the video is not really long enough, so he doesn't he doesn't show his trash. Let's Rip. see, he did 15 minutes. In 15 minutes, he got 1,100 trash with a loot scroll. Wait, so, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah, with a loot scroll, okay. Yeah, so, so that would be 4,400, 4, which is fucking insane. That's Sucrea. That's a lot of trash. What do you normally pull an hour? Like 34. I'm so <laughs> bad there. I, I have to like I have to figure out what a proper rotation though. I never grind I don't grind there that much, so Yeah. Yeah. I got used to it on Sork. But just for like context, the guy from police dude, when he was like two eighty with Kudum was getting like forty six hundred. So yeah, forty four is pretty fucking good. Yeah. Um Harry Boy 3000 says, really appreciate the effort you put into the podcast. That being said, after 37 episodes, Reslar's edgy, cynical, and generally negative attitude towards the game's content that he's not invested in, life skilling, etc., kind of gets really old. And tone it down with impersonating your audience with that cringy, condescending voice. Observation from the last few episodes if I would want that, I would go to Shaky Bay's channel. <laughs> Frosty, stay perfect as you are, and thank you both for another great episode. Um, I, we're going to do a new segment every week called Comment of the Day. That is Comment of the Day, dude. That one earns it. Really? That one? That was... Hell yeah, dude. That comment was great. Uh, okay. I agreed with all of it, <laughs> especially the end. Um, Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know exactly what you're talking about with the impersonating your audience. with the. Oh, I do. You do that. I'm not gonna find that. You do like some voice like that. Yeah, I've done that. I've like, done that like twice over 37 episodes. Yeah, he's just bad at impersonating people. The other thing is you have to realize about Reslar is like he's generally just a negative person. Yeah, it's true. Like it's his personality. Even if he lo- like last week, the irony of that comment is that last week you were like the most positive I've seen you on the show in so long. Yeah, that's also what I was gonna say. Is like I don't really remember even like saying that much negative shit last podcast like if you if this comment was like this podcast like i'd be like okay you know i i can kind of see it you know i i'd said a lot of you know upsetting things that people are gonna find you know like re-worthy but like last podcast i thought i did a pretty good job of uh being relatively positive i don't know um that being said uh yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I am who I am. This is what it is, and I'm not gonna like fake my opinions towards things. The whole point of this podcast is me and my negative opinion, and Frosty and his generally positive opinion. We're two flip sides of the coins, and you can come here to get them both. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of just it is what it is. Whenever Frosty does his own spinoff podcast where he does nothing but talk about the greatness of PA, we'll let you know and you can go check that out. <laughs> oh, dude, that's going to be sick, too. Yeah, that's probably going to be more popular than this one. So Sponsored um, by BDO. Sponsored by Monster Energy. <laughs> yeah, BDO and Monster Energy. I'm just sitting there chugging energy <laughs> drinks, talking all positive. Yeah, dude. Hell. Uh... Kenichi Sai says, but no MMO stays non-pay-to-win forever, though. Somehow, someway, they'll hide the pay-to-win under something. I think they're referring to Arcage. Yeah, I still... I still... I I need to see it to believe it. I I don't think... You gotta remember, like, my stance is this. They advertised Arcage as 
Arcage Unchained as not pay to win. Like that's literally the point of it. So if they add pay to win, I would be really, really surprised, and it would be really, really stupid of them. Yeah, it would be. Like it, it would instantly kill their player base. Yeah, but you gotta you gotta factor in like the they would drop to like one tenth their player base. This isn't just like a game that's been out for ten years and then they add pay to win. Like if you advertise the whole point of it is no pay to win and then you add pay to win, like your reputation is going to just fucking get destroyed. Kind of like what's happening wrong, with Fallout seventy six right now. There's a lot of games that had a reputation that just tarnished it super. I mean, like look at BDO, right? We started out with nothing of the sort, but oh, I mean, it's not all on Kakao. Don't get me wrong. They have poor communication with Probus. That isn't entirely on them. It's just a mess for their uh, whole networking between the two companies. But point is, like the changes that Probus told them to make and force onto us just completely tarnished whatever reputation. And it wasn't advertised as heavily as Arcade just being non-pay-to-win, but even in the start, they were saying that they don't need to rely on pay-to-win or things like that to make the game good, which is true. BDO doesn't need that and be a better game without it, but we still went that direction in the end. I mean, obviously yeah but that's money. still that's still like they're not comparable because the game was not i mean the whole point of that release of unchained is to get rid of the pay to win that's literally the reason yeah. that game exists like bdo was like first of all the base game that's had like, pay to win elements from the beginning it, yeah, so did our version you saw the value pack right at the top like they don't even have like a value pack type thing yeah so, I don't think to really compare it to bdo to really compare it to bdo would be like BDO was advertised as like this really like high tier like open world uh you know beautiful looking game and then like a year after release they just like randomly downgraded the the fucking graphics for like no reason and like yeah, now like- nothing's open world like that's what it was advertised as and it was at the beginning and why it was so popular and then they just randomly changed it like that's really would be more of a comparison yeah that's the thing too is like you got to remember too is Arcage is not a new game. It's a re-release of an old game for the removal of pay to win to get people back because yeah. they realize it really how- depends on the publisher yeah. and whatnot. Like if they can keep it afloat with some sort of subscription base, because games can do that just fine. Keep things afloat with just subscription and cosmetics, which is totally fair. But it depends on how far they reach. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, they have. They don't have a subscription, but they have cosmetics that you can buy, and they're pretty expensive. No, so, so if I'm they have a strong sure have player some. base and people are buying costumes, my hope is again, like even though obviously I'd rather the population of BDO be higher just for the sake of the game and whatever, it's healthy for the game. But my hope is that Arcage is successful long term and people copy that, you know? Yeah, yeah sure. exactly. Um, I'm pretty sure they. I'm pretty sure Arcage does have like a value pack type thing though, where it's like an optional, like you don't need it to play the game, but it has a lot of stuff that really helps you, kind of thing. I'm pretty sure, and it gives you like rewards or something. I think it has something like that. But I don't think anything that like benefits you in game, like as far as like currency. No, 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 no. I think it's all like small little items and like costumes and stuff like that. Right. Anyway, so yeah, there's that. There's another comment in here that I think. Well, let's move. Was that it for that comment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. Um, yeah. Kelly is a rugby. Also says Guild Galley has more cannons. Also, I swear the most painful part was watching him build fail stacks. LOL. 
<laughs> yeah, it was rough, dude. But it paid <laughs> off in the end. Like four days later, five days later, I got a fucking my pendum tree. So yeah, so uh, Guild Galley has more cannons, except for now it doesn't because now there's another ship with more cannons. Right. Although, in fairness, that ship supposedly, if you did everything, like if you if you do all the dailies, everything you need to do, that ship takes like fifty days to make, Yikes. or something like that. Yeah, which That's is pretty yeah, but I, commitment. I I'm willing to bet that there are people that already have it that were stocking up on the mats before it even came. Well, I think it's locked behind dailies too, though. Oh, really? Yeah, I think you have, you know to get like the blueprints and stuff. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. Because you also need, like, you need upgraded gear to get the ship. Like, that's a material, is upgraded boat gear. So it's, it's I don't know, it's fucking weird. Yeah. Um, I'm going to fucking butcher this, probably. I think it's Chu Yi Vang says, uh, just bought a value pack from Central Market while watching. Congratulations, dude. Hell yeah, dude. That's like winning the lottery. People don't list value packs. Right now, you can get camel yeah. blessings. Pro tip, you get camel blessings fairly easily if you put a pre-order up because uh the halloween box comes with them and the people that are generally buying those halloween boxes aren't buying them for the camo blessing so they're just listing them <laughs> yeah right um methios war says there's no labor regenerating item in arcage unchained video combat has more potential and feels way better but at least in arcage everything does what it's supposed to do no desync stuns in your super armor etc also feels good having 400 people run on your screen with zero lag. Not sure what in-game is, though. Just level 45 can always come back to BDO. I, I took an issue with this comment, because one, there still is desync. It's just not as prominent. There's definitely still desync in Arcage. And it there is an immense amount of lag when there's 400 people on the screen. Go watch any of the highlight videos. That guy, Enigmatism. His game is constantly lagging when there's a bunch of people on the screen, like really, really bad. There, even in his highlight videos, he has like horrible lag. Even when there's only like ten or fifteen people, so that that is a lie. <laughs> that is a flat lie. <laughs> there's no lag when there's four hundred people. Granted, maybe, like maybe, maybe Matthew Sword just has a better P PC than that guy. Maybe, but the other thing too. Well, I mean, there's lag for me, and I. I mean, I don't have a great PC, but I mean, I have maybe a he has a better PC than you. Yeah, I have a 1080 and an i7 7700, and I still the frame rate's not amazing. The other thing too is in Arcage, like the graphics are really shitty, so it's not like it's not. not I don't shitty. know. It's different. It's hard. They're, I mean, they're pretty. They're bad. pretty. Like they're, they're pretty I guess standard they're, for an Eastern MMO. Yeah, but they're comparable. They're comparable to like optimal in BDO. Oh, well, okay, that's not fair. Like comparing comparing well, any no, other that, MMOs graphics to BDO is that like is comparing DK to Sword. Yeah, but he compared the frame rate to BDO. Like that's <laughs> what he's saying. Like that. That's what I mean. And I don't know. So yeah, the graphics are different. So it's not going to be. It's not know. a one to one comparison, is what you're saying. Yeah, it's an older game with lesser graphics even though they call them remastered <laughs> yeah dude or uh, not remastered sorry they call it what do they call them they had a name for it i can't no, remember i mean that's right i think isn't it no they call it like reinvigorated i can't remember dude they don't want to they don't want to put oh, forth man. the idea that it's been mastered um austin lassiter says 29 minutes frosty describes private server bdo and yes it's fantastic only issues is player base is a little smaller 
and there's no guarantee the game will stay open. If an entire guild moved to the private server, I'd totally go. I think no. I think this was All when right. you were talking about how you wanted a BDO with absolutely like no pay to win and blah 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 all that stuff. No, I, no, I was throwing out the uh, I was throwing out the hypothetical to you. If they had a a, a non pay to win version that they re release where you get like pearls every right. month, would you? Play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing I'm describing private server, which is true. And he's saying the only thing wrong with it is the player base. Uh, false. No, no. Evasion isn't a stat. Well- <laughs> In private server, there's no balance Whoa, whatsoever. Okay, there, the Mystic there, is fucking There isn't crazy. just one yeah. private server, though. Like, there's a couple, at least. I know, but the one he's referring to, the popular one, oh, that, no. remember FML famously all left to go to that? Was that BDX before BDX box was a thing? <sighs> What's the other one? Uh, there's like a... Wasn't there like a... Oh, shit, what was the name of you, it? Like, people actually don't use bags on a private server because it doesn't do anything. Accuracy doesn't do anything. Accuracy and evasion are not a thing. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of it. What was it called? It was like, uh... Why? It, like, Games BD is stuck in my head? That's yeah, not it. I, don't, like... I know if I heard it, but like, yeah, that's the one. I don't think it's BDX, the one no, that's no. popular right now. Fuck, I can't remember. I have to, anyway. Yeah, I, I know people that I'm too lazy to ask them right now. All right. <laughs> uh, anyway, terrible. yeah, Ar- Arcade, I'm not, I don't mean to shit on Arcade either, because I, I do think it's a good game, and I, I'm excited that it's not pay to win. And again, hopefully that helps everything out. I just like, I, I don't get why it has to be like an enemy of BDO. It's the same thing in the stupid like phone thing. Everyone, like, if you have an iPhone, you have to hate Android. If you have Android, you have to hate ios it's just so weird like the yeah it's, it's almost like religious thing. yeah tribal like religious cult type thinking it's so odd same thing uh, as like league of legends and dota 2 you can't like both oh right. you have to hate the it's other like, like you play one if you enjoy yeah. arcade you have to shit on bdo it's the only way to fully enjoy arcade uh, similar to republicans and democrats okay anyway moving on uh Tara Triplet says, I play on remastered mode all the time and it runs smooth, but then again, I don't do Siege. The only times I get some frame drops are at Garmoth. Also, I feel like other MMOs and RPGs feel empty compared to BDO now because BDO has really good zone design where all the terrain and buildings and everything makes sense and are believable. Even when I play Skyrim and stuff now, it feels kind of uncanny because all the castles and mountains and rivers seem so unnatural. Yeah, I could see that. I don't know. I actually didn't play a lot. I didn't play Skyrim really at all, so I can't speak to that. Did you ever play that? No, I never. I played like a little bit of Oblivion, and that was basically it. I've never been a fan of single-player games, which is ironic, because I play BDO eight hours a day. You know, it's interesting, too, because there is a lot of that in other MMOs where, like, the lands... I guess I never thought about it before too much but like in terra you'll run in this like wide open landscape right and then you get to a mountain and your character is like a third the size of the mountain like you walk up the mountain and you're like it almost like you know how maps will put your character as like a huge character in the map 
Mm-hmm. That's how almost like the scaling is sometimes in MMOs <laughs> compared to a landscape. Your character's like not even proportionate. BDO right. fucked it up in boats though, right? Like now when you get on a boat, you have to be tiny because they fucked up the proportions. Which is hilarious. So weird. Yeah. But I kind of understand what they're saying because I played Skyrim back in the day on the console. Like, the speed, it's a lot with how you traverse up certain terrain like the speed at which you can get up a mountain it's like skyrim is completely unnatural to the scale of what it's supposed to be like your character just zips up terrain and you can do that in a lot of other games too as a like completely ignoring the horrible climbing mechanics we have in video but things take time and everything kind of does feel proportionate to what you are like Obviously, yeah. it goes unnoticed a lot when you're just traveling or grinding or whatever. Like you don't notice it, but it it does impact the way you play the game, even if only very little. I have Dude. to I have to ask: Was that the cocaine sound that I was told about? Did you hear it? A little weird scratching sound. I can't hear it. <laughs> People told me that it just happens and it sounds like I'm snorting cocaine. It just the mic. I don't know what it's doing. Yeah. Um. Now that they're removing like mouse move and they're like kind of going through and changing some of these quality of life things and like intricate stuff, they need to just remove fall animations already, please. Yes, it they the limit shouldn't be like a character height or two care, it should be really far. Like, I understand you should get a fall animation if you fall from the top of a building to the floor, but like, if I'm using a, an ability, I should never ever ever get a fall. Yeah, animation. Like, that's, that's really what it is. Oh, too bad. You That's really what it is. Down. If you're using any ability, you should not be ever hooked into a fall animation unless you yeah. were falling for like 10 seconds straight. Yeah, give yeah. me the damage. I get losing the HP, but do not give me the fall animation. Don't give me the my character panic falling, and don't give me the weird, like, I hit the ground and I take a second to gather myself. Like, both yeah, of those just so need to bad. be removed Especially from the in large-scale scenarios where the terrain is always bad. You very rarely get nice, smooth terrain. Just doing a random falling animation off of a slope where there's not actually any height. You just hit like some random lip of the terrain and you just get an animation like, oh, I guess I'll just die now. That's cool. It it would fix the fluidity of movement in the game so much for so many classes if they just removed it. And I, I don't see how it would at all be a problem. And if it is, just fix that problem, whatever the problem is. Just don't just yeah, get rid of the followers. Like everything else in BDO. All right. What else? Um, <laughs> yeah, what? Jose Valencia says when Reslar was going on about how desolate Arc Age was and then he went into BDO, I instantly think that there's an ecology aspect to it. Yeah, it's not fun to kill crack- cactus crabs, but you can still grow your knowledge. Yeah, I think that's definitely a part of it. There's like lots of like small, borderline, meaningless shit in BDO that makes it feel alive, right? Like the cactus crab. It's not something you give a shit about. You don't think about the cactus crab, but it fills the background and makes it feel like this area is alive, even if there's not a single NPC in sight, you know? Yeah, just like those seagulls in Belia. really brings the world Yeah, the alive. line of seagulls, <laughs> dude. Yeah, they're so realistic and natural. I love it. <laughs> have you ever looked... Have you ever... First of all, have you ever killed a seagull in Belia? Yeah. I have, yeah. Uh, so you've seen the dive bomb, right? Yep, and sometimes it gets bugged out. It just keeps spinning on the and ground. And it keeps spinning, yeah. So, have you it ever looked really... 
Yeah, have you ever looked really closely at his, at the seagull whenever it's on the ground and just looked at how like low resolution, like low polygon yeah. it is <laughs> compared to like everything else in BDO? It's so depressing, dude. <laughs> like, they put the minimal effort in it because it's so far away from you. But when yeah. you actually get on the ground, you're like, wow, this looks horrible. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's so bad. Um Venu Vinu Venu Vincat says any increase of labor for money is pay to win because in order to upgrade your gear you need a shit ton of labor. Also, to open these coin purses that mobs drop that could give you gold also requires labor. So yeah. Now is there is there anything that increases your labor in the cash? No, according to somebody oh. previously. Where was he? Where where was he? Where was he? This guy, um, Methius War, he says there is no labor regening item in AAU, so apparently there is not. Right. Right. Okay. But he's so, saying that if you could, then that would in fact be pay to win. Right. Because yeah. I guess this is two part. One because we were talking about uh like the pay to win stuff, and then two because uh I had equated labor to energy. Although I did energy, know that right. it did a lot more than energy, but I was uh not not to this extent, not to the fact that you need it to upgrade your gear and then open the gold, which I did found out, I did find out rather after we recorded because I played more of Arcage and I was like, oh, you need it for this stuff too. That's kind of crazy. So, yeah. Um, Albatross T. Evelyn. I don't know how to say that fucking name, bro. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, that's a, that's a I'm gonna just say Albatross. Uh, in regards to Sork Succession, I was messing around with it on Global. It's a lot of fun, but not as good as current Sork with Scythe. Very bursty, very mobile-ish, as you can consume 10 shards to get a quote-unquote stackable AP buff and increase the range slash speed of Midnight Stinger and Rushing Crow. However, you have more flexibility with Shadow Leap and Stinger as it is now. Succession Sork, there is too much of a delay and no control over... Uh, the distance that you normally have. The snackable AP buff I mentioned earlier will go up to 20 AP as the normal Q, Q buff absorb. You just don't have to manage it as much. You're lacking a lot of frontal guard that Awakening offers, and you can use more stamina because of it. So it makes it hard to manage stamina while staying protected as you have no real frontal guard besides Dark Flame, Ultimate Dark Flame, and Violation. Violation Frontal Guard does linger a bit, and so does Dark Flame. You can also go straight into Dark Flame out of Violation for a continuous Frontal Guard. When holding Bloody Calamity skill, it's SA for the whole duration, but eats a lot of stamina. Which is crazy. Yeah, that's pretty nutty. Which is nuts, too. Uh, they also yeah. made Ultimate Midnight Stinker... Stinger? Not Stinger. <laughs> Midnight, Midnight Stinker, stinker dude. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> a bit easier to use out of skills. Before, you would cancel Eminent Doom with it. Now, it will auto-throw it and do Midnight Stinger at the oh. same time, which is pretty cool. With, with the Trial Gear and Dueling, it had a lot of stupid bursty ranged damage. Some things I noticed, you are able to do Instant Turn Back Slash, but the only way I see that you can use it is iframe into SC. Dream of Doom 100% okay. seems to do a lot of damage and looks really cool. The vacuum does not work with the 100%, but it does stiffen and knock down when she throws it. 
Most of the damage comes from the AoE stiff vacuum thing. They also change the 200% of Bloody Calamity, and it looks really cool. And then he links a uh, gif of it. Bloody Calamity does heal you for like 92 HP per hit to answer Rizlar. Right. So the Bloody Calamity is protected. Range damage that heals you, but it does not have a CC. Yeah. Dude, here's the thing. I, so... I, yeah, I was talking with him about it, and I, I still think that the frontal guard thing is not really an issue because I, I think the class just plays different enough that you're not going to be in their face like blocking damage in that same way. I think the style is just going to be like wildly different. So I don't know. I, again, I got I got to mess with it, but I also it almost seems like if you have more DP and can linger some of those essays, that it's going to be insane. I linked the uh, I linked the gif by the way. Yeah, it's a. I think it's Messiahless killing a bunch of people with it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It looks pretty cool. Um, yeah, looks dope. Lost Souls says like Archage healers are OP with damage and heals. Every weapon have a hidden stat to it. I think a great axe is Bleed, which is good with Swift Blade. Uh, BDO is a good game, but they desync and lack of open world PvP is holding it back. Be on the PvP server for two hours looking for fights, and BDO feels so single player. Yeah, it definitely can feel single player, which is a good and bad thing. Yeah. I and wish then, there was more options for PvP. Although, yeah, the desync, Lost Souls for context. Like, granted, I know desync is a problem, but Lost Souls, come on. You know your internet is literally the worst of anybody's on this game. Yeah, pretty much. <sighs> You make Reslar's internet seem like you should be paying 200 bucks a month for it, comparatively. <laughs> it's like, your internet, Lost Souls, is actually the worst thing ever. Yeah. Uh, and then Daniel Boschetti says, hidden stats have been removed, you're talking out of your ass. Now, I'm not sure. This could mean one of two things. I'm not sure. He's either meaning that in, in Arc Age, hidden stats got removed. Or he misunderstood and thought the hidden stats that Lost Souls were talking about were in BDO. I'm not sure which one it is, but uh, either way, that's a very aggressive comment. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I have no idea. I do um, want to thank Ash for that report on the Sorceress, by the way. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, Murmur says, first, we'll edit comment as needed. And he did not edit his comment, by the way. So I guess it was not needed. <laughs> and then cool. uh, Skittles and the Dumb replied saying, first reply, we'll edit when there's something to respond to. And then Harryboy3000 said, Skittles and the Dumb, first reply to first reply, we'll edit when response is made to the first comment to make sure the conversation is going in the right direction. <laughs> so dedicated. So, yeah, that's good. Cool, man. Well, that that's that. Um, man, is there anything else you want to go over, either of you guys? I don't think... Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't think I have anything. Morris, you got anything? Uh, one more time, you want to plug your shit for the peeps that want to find out you know, more about you and what you do? Yeah, if you want to come see some left-clicking spam, you can go to Daryl Moore's on YouTube and eventually Daryl Moore's on Twitch with two underscores in between until I get that fixed because I'm retarded. But yeah, and then you can hit me up on Discord with any questions. Always welcome them. Daryl Moore's hashtag 5328. Shoot me a DM. 
You can be a troll. I don't really care too much. You do you. Cool, man. Thank you so much for coming on and talking Archer with us. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. It's fun for sure. And you can find all of his links in the uh, description down below as well in case you're lazy and don't want to type it out or do a Google search. Google search for him. I can't fucking talk today. Too hard, Razzlar. Yeah. Per usual, uh, like the video, share the video, um, talk about the podcast with your guild, your friends, and game, whatever. Spread the word. Uh, there will probably be a Reddit post for this. Um, and yeah, I think that's, that's about it. If you yeah. want us to read your comment on the show, just make sure you comment in the video. Also, keep a keep a lookout for 1,000 uh, sub special coming out later this week. There's a couple big things that are coming up uh, that we'll be announcing. So keep an eye out for that stuff. Join the Discord so that you can get all of that information when it comes out. But anyway, that's it. Thanks everybody for hanging out. Leave a comment. Uh,